What's up, everybody? Welcome to the way. How are you doing? Sharky Drake is live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. All right. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. What's up? I want to see who's hanging out here today. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Bubba Joe, it's a busy day. So let's see uh, who's hanging out in the Talking Trek server sound off. Y'all go ahead and hit it. What's up, Tabby Moses? Server server 20. Kicking us off. Ivana Bono, 136. Thank you. 7 of 9 on 146. D Agent on 14. JT Bob on 156. Noon Whistle. Server 29. Almost noon. Out where you are, Bubba Joe. Almost. Not quite. Not quite time for lunchtime yet. He told me he had a nice green leafy salad and a tub of squirrel gravy. What did for lunch? <laughs> Archangel. <laughs> I can't even. Can't even get through it in a straight face. Archangel Cito at 15. What's up, Dirty Burbill? Also on 15. Jerry Ryan, 146. Uh, thank you. Ape on 21. Commander Taylor on 192. Uh, Shintari on 32. Truck and Chick on 26. Young Ducat on 38. Jayberg on 32. Uh, Iron Chef from 14. Chaos on 26. Borg, 104. Server 16. What's up? Appreciate you being here. Uh, Jim on 15. Tame Devil. Greetings from Server 200 with a server merge incoming. There you go. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, a whole new round of them, it would seem. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Hal 9000? Noon whistle. Oh, I already got you guys. Molly Weasley on 21. Thank you. <laughs> Lord Pete on 34. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Pocket change on 29. Empty calories on 33. Gator on 28. Velvet Thunder 137. Arian on the dirty 30. Uh, Arius uh, from 140. What's up? Appreciate you being here. Be ready on 196. Strife on 22. Metal on server 8. Orion Pax on 15. The Professor on server 189. Or is it 200? <laughs> there you go. Raxnar on server 8. Thank you. Nova on 41. Uh, Spike Nova. Uh, Anika on 136. Thank you. Pocket change on 29. I need a lawyer. <laughs> It's really actually just Anita, but it's funny. Uh, on server 52, appreciate you guys all being here. Um, listen, you guys, I, I want to take a second. I'm not going to start you off on the right foot today, okay? I'm going to start you off with something kind of tragic. Um, you guys have heard me mention this uh, many, many times over the last probably year to year and a half. You guys have heard me mention this player by name, his name, Always kind of cracked me up for a very infantile reason. Uh, Admiral poops a lot. Always came in here and he made a lot of us chuckle. He was uh, he seemed like a pretty decent guy. Uh, he knew his game. He loved teaching his team. He was in fact an admiral, um, and he was a very active part of this show. It is with the most tremendous amount of sadness that I inform you today that a member of our own community has succumbed to the horrid. Uh, terrible affliction and side effects and complications of COVID-19. He was placed into the hospital rather suddenly here uh, this past week. He slipped into a coma, uh, developed pneumonia, and passed. This was very, very quick. I don't think anybody really saw this coming uh, that was a part of his family. We have been in touch with his Star Trek Fleet Command family, 
and uh, many of his uh, alliance mates have have reached out and spoken to us. I I would presume that they are in touch with the family, but he was a player here. Uh, he was on uh, somebody asked, I believe, server forty two. I believe is where uh, is where poops a lot came from, and and he took great joy. It coming in here and and tweaking on that name, Bubba Joe. It was poops a lot. It was farts a lot. He just he was always about the bodily functions, Bubba Joe. Uh, he <laughs> he came in and and he brought us uh, he brought us uh, a lot of smiles just with the the stupid infantile giggling we would do about his name, Bubba Joe. But he was always very very active here. He was in our chat every single day, and I received that word this morning. And was absolutely uh, brokenhearted. Actually, I guess maybe yesterday, maybe yesterday evening. But nonetheless, um, absolutely brokenhearted that a member of our own community right here uh, has been lost. So for those of you who knew him on Server 42, for those of you who played with him, and for those of you who will carry on what he has built in your alliance, then our thoughts and prayers are with you and his real-world family. Uh, thank you guys so very, very much for being here. And, uh, and I know Bubba, he's, he's not the only one we've talked. We've had other losses in our community before. Um, and, uh, this one just kind of hits a little closer to home, you know, but it is a real thing. It's out there and, uh, and it affects real people in real ways. So be aware and be cognizant of that. And please, if you believe in nothing other than the power of positive thinking or more, then please send some positive, good vibes uh, towards his family, okay? We appreciate that. Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for being here. Bubba Joe, we've got a busy full schedule to get to today. Um, and, and might I even add that Poops a lot, as much as he loved to tease me, uh, he loved the stupid news. So today, I feel almost bad, trucking Chick, because I kind of – I did prepare stupid news, but maybe I didn't put as much time into it as I should have, uh, knowing that that this would be his uh, w- would be the one that he would want to be just the best of all stupid news, Bubba Joe. <laughs> so I will try to do it justice, ladies and gentlemen, for our fallen comrade Admiral Poopsalot, live from the Talking Trek newsroom. It is time for your stupid news. Stupid, stupid news. news! It is indeed time for your news. And uh, don't have much of it today, Bubba Joe, a little bit. Uh, This is actually happening out west uh, near your neck of the woods out in Colorado. A police officer has actually been fired and kicked off the force after her colleagues discovered that she had a secret OnlyFans account, Bubba Joe. (laughs) Uh, Or as the chief called it, an unauthorized body cam. Uh, That's what he, he said it was. Uh, two Florida are, women. Are there, are there any non-secret OnlyFans accounts? I mean, uh, yes. Yes, there are some very, very public ones. All right. The the Cash Me Outside girl, she's got one. Everybody knows the Cash Me Outside girl. Okay. She's got one. There you okay, go. Okay, okay. Everybody bad. knows that one. Okay. Two Florida women were arrested for assaulting a man with jars of glitter after police were able to track down the car and found the incriminating evidence inside the vehicle. In other words, they got caught 
the same way as every married man who's ever gone to the strip club. All right? There's glitter in his car. <laughs> There's always glitter. Why is it glitter? Glitter's the one that always gives it away. It's like it's like marking dollar bills with that invisible ink pack. Bubba Joe, like you can't ever get away from that. It's there forever. <laughs> can't can't move on from that. It's always there. Is my is my chat busted? I feel like my Discord is not working. Yeah, Discord itself is having problems here as well. Oh my but, uh, God. I, still, I still hear the voice, but... Uh, That's chat, amazing. Ah. Chat is completely dead and offline, so now you guys are just going to have to listen to me. Oh. That's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to be a great show. the purpose of a podcast? It is. It is, people, in fact. Yeah, yeah true. True story. Uh, a video has gone viral of a dog in North Carolina helping his owner shovel snow. Uh, on the other hand, then again, it's the least he could do after writing his name in it so many times. He kind of kind of established ownership there, Papa Joe. Uh, Game of Thrones actor Peter Dinklage is in the news and publicly going after Disney, Bubba Joe, uh, after uh, word of the new remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, has been announced. He says it's incredibly insensitive and uh, is not at all pleased about it uh, about it coming out in other words disney has labeled him grumpy about the whole situation <laughs> grumpy get it grumpy maybe that maybe that's his audition it could be maybe maybe he's trying to get the role a new report oh boy oh boy Papa joe a new report claiming to have insider information claims that tom brady might actually be ready to stop playing football and start spending more time with his wife did you hear about this, Bubba Joe? I did. Yes. Big, big news in the sports world. Tom Brady is looking to hang up his jersey. I, I almost went to something else. I'm not going to. Uh, this way, <laughs> this way, instead of instead of just last week, Bubba Joe, if he spends more time with his wife, he can feel defeated every day of his life instead of just <laughs> instead of just last last Saturday. Uh, a Walmart <laughs> a Walmart shopper is accused of approaching a woman in the store, trucking chick, who had two children in her buggy, and this shopper offered to legit buy one. Started out with an offer of $250,000, eventually ramped it up to $500,000. Now, the woman did not actually take the offer. As a matter of fact, she called police. Walmart says they're disgusted by the incident, and they promised their customers that they would never, ever endorse selling anything like that in the store without at least ex offering an extended service plan, okay? Uh, like <laughs> Likewise, the woman uh, was confused, because she said she was shopping in the in the children's aisle, Bubba Joe. She thought she was fine. <laughs> Dumbest for rolling back prices. Hey, hey DJ, yeah. I, I think you flubbed the Tom Brady show. Are you sure he wasn't? It's not defeated. Are you sure he's not feeling deflated? Deflated. He's totally. See, look, the community has punchlines. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna make a joke about his footballs. I decided it's a G-rated show. A flight from Newark International Airport to Tel Aviv returned to New Jersey, Bubba Joe, after two passengers helped themselves to upgraded seats on a half-full plane. See, the passengers clashed with United Airlines cabin crew after they absolutely refused to prove that they were ticketed to actually sit in first class. United has advised them that if they want to move around the plane lawlessly and fight with the cabin crew, 
they're gonna have to fly Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I am still waiting for that lawsuit. Hasn't come yet. SNL <laughs> hasn't Jeff shown Blue's up. Got competition. Saturday Night Live brought back McGruber this past weekend. Bubba Joe in Will Forte's hosting debut on the show. Unfortunately, uh, as great as Will did and as funny as some of that stuff was, uh, Saturday Night Live was desolate and discouraged that they were unable to actually bring back laughter or ratings along with Will Forte. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they got Will. They just need to work on all the rest of it now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's your stupid news. And it appears that the chat is back, at least for maybe like two people. Um, welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you guys always being here. Bubba Joe, one thing that did not make my show announcement, and if you don't care, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, because I am hoping that you have been able to gather up some of this information or, ha or have access to it because I, I, I didn't PM you about it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, a new round of server mergers announcements have gone out, Bubba Joe. I'm actually hearing as many as eight servers have been notified of their, uh, of their impending merger. Okay. Now, here's what I know so far. Is it broken again? I see, I see some people actually chatting. Broken test? Broken test? Hello? Yeah. Bro yeah. That's, <laughs> Went back uh, I, I just checked the uh, Discord status page. Uh, they seem to have had that issue before, and they said it's resolved. Guess it's not resolved. No, it doesn't appear to be. I'm going to try to reboot my client. I'm just going to see what happens. Uh, ooh. Am I've I still, done that three times. I'm not still, getting anything. I'm still talking. This is amazing. I, I, clearly, this is don't not... Don't reset, uh, DJ. Don't, don't reset. <laughs> it's too late. Oh, no! I can't... Wait. What's happening? I'm still talking to you, but my client is not booting. Okay, I can't touch anything. I see nothing. No. I have the... He disappears. Someone's got to get ready to take over. <laughs> oh, oh, I, have the, the no. I have the spinning <laughs> boxer shorts on my screen right now, but somehow I'm still speaking to you. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, so Without relying on Discord... <laughs> if you keep me on the spot, DJ, I will send condolences to all eight of those servers. All right, here's what we know. 189 and 200. 58 and some... 52? Crap. Here's what we know. Absolutely nothing. I can't see it now. Oh, Can man. I have a couple of the 170s up. 171 like and 179, I think. Or... I thought there was four in sequence. Oh hell. <laughs> I can't I can't look at any of my notes. Even the show <laughs> announcement is gone, Bubba Joe. I have absolutely Oh wait, nope, I took a screenshot. I'm a lucky guy. See, I plan for contingencies <laughs> like these. I took a screenshot. All right, well then you know yeah, what? Let's just um, let's just skip this part. We'll come back to it, ladies and gents. Let's rely on the game, Bubba Joe. Before we get into raid defense, take number two, which we are going to do today, uh, I want to talk a little bit about event store loot. All right, event store loot, Bubba Joe, in what is turning out to be just a smack your grandma good kind of month. All right, um, I want to do a little bit of a little bit of him hauling around here with you guys. All right, let's see. Am I still taping? I just want to make sure like nothing else is going wrong. 
Everything seems to not be going well over here. Where's Ripper? We need Ripper to fix it. Uh, can somebody message him on Discord? Ha! <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Discord! Fix Works down here. That message Ripper for us. He probably can't even join. Uh, all right. Event store loot. Uh, Bubba Joe, I have kept track of everything. I mean, even the calendar changes, and there have been a couple, right? Especially this week. Uh, Armada Hunt, who which was originally scheduled, I think, for like January 22nd, uh, or maybe 23rd, 20, 20, 23rd, uh, was rescheduled. It was pushed back, which was really nice, given that we had so many Armada events, like right back to 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 back. Uh, so that was pushed out. Now, originally, the calendar... Um, uh, well, it, it pushed out and right now it says January 27th, which would be tomorrow. All right. So we should, if the new calendar changes hold, we should see an Armada SMS and SLB start tomorrow. But in the meantime, Bubba Joe, they added a few events, a couple of events that I am really pleased with and a couple of events that were never even on the calendar. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of wondering if these were always planned, Bubba Joe, or if they were always kind of in the back pocket, or 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 if they were somehow written up on the fly. Because we have received uh, this past week, we've got, uh, here we go, recruit officers, SMS, 72 hours. That was not in there. Officer crewing, better late than never. Officer crewing, PVP. And officer crew cloaking. All right. Now, real quick, Bubba Joe, just real quick synopsis on these events. All right. They seemed easy. They seemed enjoyable. They seemed not at all grindy, not in the calendar, but just popped in. And I'll let you finish up. And they awarded event store loot. They did indeed. But they awarded, they awarded more event store loot than any other event has so far this month. All right? Kind of giving them a little bit of that uh, a little bit of that feeling as far as finishing the month strong. You know, finishing the month on a high note, which we've joked before. We've teased that that is, you know, one of Scopely's challenges, right? Is is finishing finishing the month. All right? Finishing strong. All right? Uh, I'm going to check and see. Can you guys see me typing on my phone? I, I'll try to watch the chat from my phone. I just now had that idea. Oh, no. It's not working either. It just says connecting, and I got the little orange dancing lights. Oh, I saw your test. You see it? Well, I'm not getting anything yeah. from you guys. I've got nothing uh, from you guys since 2.03 p.m. Here, let me try it out. Let yeah, as said, uh, Discord uh, has an uh, issue, and it just acknowledged it. Uh, I just pasted an image about it. Oh, well, I can't see it, so thanks. Uh, <laughs> API outage investigating. We are currently investigating a widespread API outage. January 26th, 11.49 PST. Well, that's fantastic. That means it's going to take forever to come back up. So we're going to do our best. All right, we're going to do our best. Um, oh, they have updated the dancing boxer shorts screen, and I see it. We are currently investigating a widespread outage. Fantastic. All right, uh, I'm going to do the best I can. I can't see any of your all's chat, like absolutely none of it. It's not showing on my phone. I can't see it on my PC. I got it. I got it nowhere. You know, let me try one other thing. It's up for me, DJ. So I'll watch for you. 
interrupt you as needed if you want. Mm, let's see. Let me see if Oliver's account can see anything. Ooh, I think Oliver's account can see a few things, but then I can't see the stage. Whew. All right, we're going to give this thing a go. Bubba Joe, do we still have you? Because I can't see anything now. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. He's clear. Um, I can't even – you know what? This is poopy. I can't even see your all's reactions. Uh, nonetheless, uh, these three new events kind of popped in, Bubba Joe. Unannounced, uh, but certainly what I would feel to be uh, super-duper very much welcome, right? Uh, very welcome, these events, because they were really simple. Now, today – you might have you might have been one of the players that came on to play event roulette, you know, at event reset, and there was a, a little communications glitch there, but an announcement came quickly enough, and we were able to push out the proper mechanics for the event. And get this, it was a cloaking event that didn't even require you to cloak. Bubba Joe, I liked this event. I'll tell you why. First of all, it was done in ten minutes. Second of all, it allowed you to skip the grind, if you could even call it a grind allowed you to skip the grind if you were going to use cloaking, but if not, you could actually do the event like completely otherwise, you know, because you well, didn't you didn't need any of those things. I guess well, I mean, you needed something, but the items that they gave you something for, all right? And Joker says now we've only got 3 days to rebuild Tetrions. Well, that's if you used all Tetrions to do this event. All right. And by the way, three days is still enough to get most of your bank back. But players hopefully recognized what was at stake here and used the calendar so that you were able to use the officers that have been sourced freely into this game. Okay. So, so... Furthermore, what I really liked about these events is that they were obvious uh, and they were using crews the way you intend to use them. One of the problems I've had with previous you know, events are like, go hit a, you know, 50 hostiles with Spock as captain. Well, Spock's not intended to be captain for hitting hostiles. He's not intended to be captain for anything. So, like, use PMC. Okay, I do that every day. That makes sense. Go use cloaking officers to hit people while cloaking. Okay, that makes sense. So that's one of the things I really enjoyed about these events is they made sense. Well, yeah. You were told you were instructed to use Sela, Tomalok, Lursa, who is an uncommon officer, or who was the other one? Bael? No, Bator, Bael. Bator, Bael. I'll tell you. Bator. <laughs> Got it. All right. Lursa, Bator, Tomalok, or Sela. Now, let's use the easiest scenario. Let's use the scenario in which somebody didn't win Sela. Tomalok, maybe you didn't want to spend loot on him. Okay. Uh, Bator, maybe you don't have him unlocked or have her unlocked yet, or you weren't able to complete the meta, so you don't have that because that's a currently relevant officer. All right. Lursa. Let's look at Lursa. All right. Lursa is only two points, and at worst, would it still only require you to kill 45 hostiles? By the way, if you were using the cloaking officer, per my announcement, it didn't even have to be a minimum level 22. Could have been a level 1, Bubba Joe. Could have been a level 1. I put Sela on as captain, went out, did not cloak, and hit a level 1. I got five points. All right. The good news is, 
uh, for those who might have missed this, is that Lursa was a qualified captain. If you had not completed the meta for Bator, if you have not completed the be- the meta for Bael even this month, if you did not acquire Tomalock last month, if you did not want to spend event store loot on Tomalock, if you did not have the number of Tetrions necessary, if you did not have Sela, they still granted you a path to completing this event with Lursa, who by now in this arc, all right, by now in this arc, here we are, folks. We are in day, we are in day 15. Lursa has been unlocked by everybody so far, if you fully participated. And I did have that comment, Bubba Joe. I did have that comment. Well, I missed some events, so I haven't been able to finish unlocking Lursa yet. Okay, okay, that's okay. I'm, I've got a really smart Alec response. May I give it? Can I give it? I was really impressed with myself earlier, Trek and Chick, for coming up with this on the fly. If you, well, I think you can give it. If you have missed some events and haven't unlocked Lursa yet, and you have no Tetrions, and you don't have any of the other officers, and you have no... Enjoy real life like me. <laughs> that is an option. Uh, if you have no event store loot that you can spend on Tomalock, all right, if you were able to not do any of those things, then I suggest you just take this event and add it to the list of the dozens of others you haven't done and not worry about it. <laughs> all right? <laughs> if this was the one event that you want to do but can't after you have not done all the others that sourced any of these other officers or Tetrions or anything else, then you got a pretty long list of stuff you haven't done. All right? Just tack this one on that list and move right on, move, move right along, okay? Not a big deal. All right. And, and in the past, an event like this might have run early on in the arc, and we'd have been like, well, now no one has had an opportunity to earn these new officers unless you paid for it. They put this event at the end of the arc, after you've had an opportunity to earn, either through event store loot or through participation in events, to get the officers. This is good. This, I mean, I, I, I I'm have pleased no with it. sympathy for someone. <laughs> I have no sympathy. I'm right with you. If for someone's like, I don't have Lucy. Like, She's been available. She's Lursa right was just, Lursa just was unlockable on like day seven, folks. Okay, just throwing that out there. Maybe eight. All right. She was available very early on. She was an uncommon, very, very small, small officer count or shard count. All right. So but but nonetheless, I get it. I do understand. If you're if this is the one event you logged in for and you wanted to do it today, and you don't have any I mean, there's so many scoring mechanics in this event. I mean, really truthfully, there are. Uh, you got the Tetrions. And by the way, you could do a combination of these. All right. Me, for example, I put Sela on as captain. I did go out. I think I cloaked two or three times. Uh, but while I was waiting on my cooldown, I just kept hitting the hostels. All right. I think I, I think I ended up using two or three cloaks. All right. Uh, so anywho, all right. Anywho, there you go. Um, let me see. What am I? <laughs> I'm a little bit lost without any chat notes or conversations of, of any kind. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wait, you don't have chat? No, my chat's not working. So this tells me this must be like a like a United oh, yeah. States or I mean, Discord region. is having issues. Um, it has been for a while. <clears throat> I noticed this earlier today, but um, Discord's been having issues since the day they globally launched. Okay. <laughs> The fact, I mean, the fact that Scopely has yeah. chosen, I mean, sorry, that Discord has chosen not to do anything about their glaring problems uh, does not excuse the fact that there are 
problems. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was Freudian slip. All right. Uh, but nonetheless, this was a good event, Bubba Joe. Uh, just like all three of these events that kind of popped up this week and, uh, and, and just kind of surprised us all, right? Uh, better late than never, PVP, and now cloaking. All right. Better late than never. Anybody, by the way, the naming of almost every event this month has also had me chuckling. The 220 series. All right. That was good. Better late than never. What was the focus of this event, folks? Better late than never. That was the one for summoning. That was the one for summoning. Yeah. Disco use. All right. I thought that was also very clever. Nonetheless, here we go. Okay. We go and we have taking a look at our event store payout calculator thingy mabobber here. Okay, got it. Got it loaded up. Ladies and gents, Bubba Joe. Woo! What a month. What a month. Let's go back when we say December of 21. And the Ark Runner this month is going to hate me bringing up these words. But you know what? It's fair. It's fair. December of 21. Best event store of all time. All right. I remember us saying that. Um, and not particularly close. Like it, it was almost double the next best event store, if I remember correctly. That's correct. That event store, we, we have commonly said, by the way, I did go back and I worked with these guys to figure it out. I have consistently said 700,000 loot. But I was in an alliance that got a little bit of leaderboard and got some ALB stuff. We actually counted it up. The amount of loot available in that store through SMSs only in December of 21, because remember they didn't have tickets back then, SMSs only, uh, sorry, December 20, Swagger, you're right, thank you. Uh, I can see some of your chat through Oliver's account. Uh, December of 2020 is when it was. The SMS loot, SMS only, was about 650000 All right, still high. Still very, very high. All right, but six hundred fifty and Bubba, I think we had said like seven hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand, but that might have been including some leaderboard, you know, a few things here or there. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still good saying seven hundred thousand ish because you know some people probably did plan a few leaderboards. All right. Uh, then came March. And not only, and not only that, it, with the leaderboards, there were people that were getting north of a million. Like that, it was there was definitely an upper for that, that month. Like it, I mean, even if even without buying the packs, you could get over a million. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then you take a look at March of 21. March of 21 was less, but the, it was still high. Uh, March of 21 came out, and it's event store loot. And this is actually when we started tracking everything uh, because people were complaining that it wasn't the same as December. Uh, in SMSs, verifiably, 448,000 uh, loot. 448,000. Okay? Pretty good event store month. All right? Then we saw TNG. TNG was six months later, and we've already given you this number, all right? Complete free-to-play, top 25 in an ALB, 100% of all free SMSs, all right? And only free tickets, 318,275, Bubba Joe. That's what we said, 318,000. As a matter of fact, a lot of us felt that was a little lackluster, 318,000, all right? <clears throat> This month, this month, by the way, I have this handy-dandy little little calculator thingy that allows me to do real-time 
real time calculations based off what we've got in the events uh, so far, including today. All right. Complete free to play, Bubba Joe. No extra tickets. Didn't build the amalgam. Didn't do the elite track of the battle pass. None of that stuff. We're talking true and verifiable free to play. 368,400 loot. 368. So you're already almost 60,000 loot above what we had in TNG, and we are only on day 15. Mm-hmm. 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 Ripper. Now, I've done a little bit more. All right? I've done a little bit more. I've done a little bit more figuring. Okay? Joker says, so probably you think we're going to get to around 500,000. I will tell you. I will tell you what my, uh, what my estimation is. All right? And by the way, do not forget. Do not forget that we are assuming that you didn't bank your tickets. We're talking the, the free tickets that we've seen so far. And I don't even know yet if you have had an opportunity to use up the extra tickets, but do keep in mind, I reminded you that four extra tickets came this month. I am counting those. So just in case you haven't done, uh, you know, made up those tickets yet, then you might actually still have some ground to make up. All right, because there were four extra tickets, and I think that actually there's only been three ticketed event days since I told you about it. All right. So here is my estimation. All right. My estimation for a complete free to play with no SLB and nothing higher than rank 25 in an ALB. As a matter of fact, there was a, I think an ALB that was only 15 deep. And so I did not score that one, Bubba Joe. I figure 25th place is good. 25th place is probably good. I didn't do anything higher than that. So if there was an ALB where last place was 15th, I didn't count any of it. I think that's fair, right? So do I, do I still have you guys? Hopefully. I'm still here. Okay, good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just making sure. I can't see anything, okay? Just bear with me. I'm going to be doing this all the time. It's like the lights are out, I'm blindfolded, and there's no sound. So I, I'm just going to kind of, you know, hey, hey, everybody's still there? Okay. All right. So here's what I uh, estimate for the month, all right? And by the way, do keep in mind, this is very, very much an estimate. Uh, I am using... A few prior runs. For example, Armada Hunt is scheduled for tomorrow. I presume that that's going to be 6,000. There's another Bile Meta. All right. I assume, like the first run, that the Meta itself is going to get you 8,400 loot, but each of the three SMSs are also 6,000, which, by the way, very well-paying Metas, Bubba Joe. Very. Not, not only the Officer Unlock, but, what, 18... 26, almost 27,000 loot. Okay. Also, have you guys seen what's coming on January 29th? Starfleet Academy Part 2. Now, this event surprised the heck out of me when it first ran, Ripper. Starfleet Academy ran for the first time on January 20th. It was a 48-hour SMS. And by the way, a lot of people told me how much they really 
really loved this event. All right. I thought it was it was a very well written event, Bubba Joe. This was the training, the new game guide tutorial thingy, my bobber. All right. That basically kind of went and rehashed some of the earlier mechanics of this game, which brings me to a topic I want to bring up here in a few minutes. All right. But Starfleet Academy paid bonkers. Good. As a matter of fact, those events paid, if you did all five, paid a total of 30,000 loot. 30,000, Bubba Joe, for silly little SMSs. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's really good. Really good. And it runs again. It runs again on January 29th, the last two days of the arc, Bubba Joe. A 48-hour SMS. So, in fairness, in case that one would fall a little short, all right, then maybe my count is off, but I am counting 30,000 from that one running again, Bubba Joe. I don't think that's unreasonable to assume. I'm also still counting on uh, you uh, doing the number of free tickets that you get, which this month were 13. 13. Okay? So... I come down and I say, by my estimation, and we've only got five days worth of events left. This, you guys remember early in the month, I said the last five days had 17 SMSs. Well, that has evolved. All right, you got nine tickets, of which at least three are free, and maybe more if you still have some of the four leftovers. You've got an Armada Hunt SMS. We've got Disappearing Act. We've got the Bael Meta with three SMSs there. You've got another run of Arbiter of Succession. You've got another run of Starfleet Academy. All right? Whew. I predict that as a complete free-to-play, you're going to come out of this event store at 450,000 loot. Complete free-to-play. No extra events. No elite battle pass, no extra tickets, no leaderboards. 450000 which Bubba Joe does make it the second best event store of all time. And Grungandola is exactly right. Earlier in the month, we estimated that the event completionist series would be able to be completed without, uh, well, with only the free tickets, okay? As it turns out, I finished that like six days ago. You didn't need any tickets for that, <laughs> okay? You didn't end up needing any tickets for it. So if you really wanted to save your tickets, you could have. But, man, Bubba Joe, why? We've talked I, about this. Well, and, and there is a legitimate reason to save the tickets. But I want to I come back to something you said. Second best event store for free-to-play. I think, but if you look at what's actually being given out to, again, where there was the, uh, there's been a bunch of Alliance leaderboards that are giving out event store loot, uh, there are, uh, we, you know, we had the 220, which we gave out to four, but even, you know, the other, there's going to be so much event store loop being given out to such a wide audience of people. I think when it all said and done, this may end up even surpassing December. I think that it could for some players, Bubba Joe. Now, you obviously are in a top alliance. You are a top player. So maybe for you, that's certainly possible. Now, I've kept track of everything, including SLBs, including ALBs. There have been, there will be, only three Alliance leaderboards that went to 25th place. 
So I have only counted 8,100 event store loot from ALBs. Now, (laughs) for some of you, that number is like quintupled. All right. I only counted 8,100, Bubba Joe, but the second to none series just handed out 40, 30, 30, and 20 to the top four teams. All right. So there's a bunch. There have been, (laughs) we joked about this, but there's been a lot of SLBs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. 11 so far and two still to come. 13 SLBs. LBs this month. I counted zero loot from them. None. Absolutely none. Because I wanted to keep an eye on this from a free-to-play perspective. I don't count on SLBs. But for those of you who do do well, and those like Bubba Joe, there's been 13 of them. 13. That's pretty sick. Well, and, and not only that, if you go back to December... December was pre the evolution of the brackets of solo leaderboards. The solo leaderboards were still, we can go back and check the site, but if I remember correctly, they were still fairly wide brackets. And these solo leaderboards, with the exception of the 45 plus, have been fairly narrow, giving players a little bit more of a fighting chance competing against ops players that are relatively close to them. That's absolutely true. And we're, I mean, and then I see this in the chat. Razor says, well, let's talk about the store itself. Hands down, it's the best store of all time. All right. And he feels that that has to play a factor. You know what? I absolutely agree. I think it is 100% valid to say that that deserves, uh, deserves some consideration when we're handing out the superlative best event store ever. Because it literally has the best selection of all time. And you couple that, Bubba Joe, with a boatload of loot. (laughs) Even if it misses the free-to-play milestone by 100,000 loot, what did that 100,000 buy you in December? Okay? It didn't buy you trade XP. Of course, you know, that wasn't out. But but, it didn't buy you the skins. It didn't buy you... I mean, it bought officers. That's what it was. It was officers. Maybe some jump juice. You know, and resources, I don't know. I mean, event stores have always been fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm never going to complain about them. All right? Especially not December. December was fantastic. But this one, when you take into account all factors, Bubba Joe, good night, might be the best ever. I've got one more for you here. I got one more for you, Bubba Joe. And, and this is going to be obtainable by all. When I say pay to play, I mean non-leaderboard, Bubba Joe, okay? Because, like, you're clearly doing well in the leaderboards. If your loot is going to eclipse one million, then you've won a lot of leaderboards, okay? But when I say pay to play, I mean pay SMSs, battle pass. So, so here's what I'm referring to. This number right here, I called paid entry. Paid entry would be the other 13 out of the, out of the 200 and, uh, or 27 ticketed events. 27 ticketed events this month. Normally, we only get 90. They gave us uh, 130. 
So, so I'm sorry, 140 event tickets, 14 paid tickets is what I'm using for this number. 14 plus, and by the way, I'm not even counting the amalgam because that was a $100 pack. Okay, that was a $100 pack. So I'm not even counting that, which by the way, it didn't even count. It only paid you 6,000 loot. So if you bought the amalgam, you got 6,000 loot. Big deal. And that was, I th- well, actually, I think only if you bought it in like the first three, four, five days, whatever. <clears throat> Is this event still going on? Does somebody have to build the amalgam event right now if you didn't build it yet? No. No. Okay. I thought no. that was at the beginning. I thought it was at the beginning. So if you bought it, you know, in the first couple of days, you got 6,000 loot. Not a big advantage, but hey, 6,000, whatever. It's an upgrade board right now, but that's it. Well, now, don't forget, if you didn't buy the amalgam, you didn't have the upgrade event so if somebody doesn't have the the amalgam then you should maybe potentially have the build event right now because the upgrade event is running no okay no okay so that was an early so that was an early adopters uh sms and it was six thousand loot not a big deal hundred dollars that wasn't the prize it wasn't for the loot but you got it the rest of my paid entry includes 14 tickets and the elite track of the battle pass. That's it. Now, Bubba Joe, just real quick, just spitballing. Don't look in the game. Don't do math in your head. How much loot would you expect to come from the remaining tickets and the elite battle pass? Just spitball it. Throw me a number. 50,000, 40,000, 100,000. What do you think? Uh, I would, I think it's about, I'm going to say 75. We'll split the difference. I think it's more than 50, less than 100. Okay. <laughs> love it. Love it when my plan comes together in my head. If he had said 200,000, I'd have been screwed. 144,000, Bubba Joe. 144,000. And and that took me by surprise. Where did we get it from? Well, 14 events. All right, 14 events times 6,000 loot. Okay, right there's 84,000 in and of itself, Bubba Joe. No retrieving. Listen, listen, be careful. This is this is in paid. This is in uh, like paid. And uh, let me let me finish my thought. Okay, let me finish my thought. What I what I've told you, my estimate is four hundred and forty five thousand free, like completely free. If you did the extra fourteen tickets and the twenty dollar elite battle pass then there's another 144,000 coming to you for a grand total of 590,000 event store loot completely through SMSs, even though some of them might be paid. All right, Bubba Joe, this is what really threw me by surprise. This is unprecedented. I went back and checked every battle pass during an event store in the last year. There was 54 thousand loot in the battle pass the elite battle pass mind you there was an additional six thousand loot in the free track for a total of sixty thousand loot in the battle pass this month which has never happened on top of the sixty thousand that everybody would get just from the event store or just from the battle pass don't forget you also still had twenty seven thousand come in free gifts at the beginning of the month guys for doing absolutely nothing in the game 
they gave you almost 100,000 loot just for showing up, just for logging in. And yes, I do, in fact. Retrieving says, do you have an estimate for free-to-play remaining? I do indeed. My estimate, and I, for the purposes of this event, for the purposes of right now, I'm going to assume that you're only going to do one ticket for the, each of the three remaining days, Retrieving. Because I don't know if you've already done your extra tickets or what, but that's easy to count. Just an extra 6000 if you're going to use extra. Just for one event on the ticketed event days and the remaining SMSs, I predict 92,400 event store loot. Do keep in mind, this is 100% an estimate. It's an educated estimate, but it is still an estimate. If, it, if you end up being 1,000 loot short of doing whatever you want to do in the store, then... <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't blame me. I should have pushed harder in a solo leaderboard or an alliance event. Yeah, that's right. Don't blame me. Blame yourself and your pathetic participation. I'm kidding. Uh, Push but, your team. <laughs> but yes, okay? 92,400 is what I expect to still be coming out. All right? Uh, and by the way, that that's... That is not even counting today. Assuming that you've completed today. I'm talking about from January 27th. So for the final four days, January 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th, I expect 92,400 loot free to play. That does require 100% participation, including, <sighs> including Disappearing Act which is going to be a challenge for some people. So be sure to overclock your Tetrion bank if there is any way possible. Listen, I might even suggest, potentially, you've got Tetrions in the event store. Now, before anybody busts my chops, you need to math this out, all right? Because if you were to buy just a few Tetrions in the event store, you got to determine, do I need to spend more than six, you know, 6000 before it's worth it? You're going to get 6000 loot from Disappearing Act. If you map this thing out and you're not going to be able to finish that event, do keep in mind the top milestone is 3000 So if I came in here, if I came into the event store, and here's Tetrions right here. If I need it, wait, where'd the Tetrions go? I might have skipped them. Is that one even that difficult to complete? Since you have them pause there. Like, it's now not. Now that they've added Etrions in the tiers of completion. Correct. It, it seems extremely easy now. It is extremely easy to do. Okay. But some people spent their entire bank of Tetrions today. Okay. Which was not the most efficient way to do this event, but that's okay. It's, it's over and done with now. So if you missed out on that... That's okay. You need to very you need to skip a couple days daily, I'm telling you that right now. Okay? You need to put yourself in a position to finish disappearing act. That's worth 6000 loot. Now, if you miss just the top milestone, it's not a big deal. The top milestone was only 3000 loot. So, I'm saying 924 is what's remaining. If you can't do the top milestone of disappearing act, then you're at 894. Still pretty daggone good. Also, what's still to come, Bubba Joe? The one that gave a lot of people heartburn during its first run, the Recruit Bael Armada event. Guys, just be prepared. There will be no extensions. 
There will be no milestone changes that I'm aware of. It will be 75,000 points. Okay? And further, Bubba Joe, it is on day 20. (laughs) It's on January 30th, the final day of the arc. And if you do not have rare directives or epic directives then you need to be prepared to spend a great deal of time, Bubba Joe. Now, do remember, this was by design. All armadas count. So, MUDs count. Exchange, uh, well, sorry, MUDs and exchange. Uh, Swarm counts. Faction, independent, okay? All that stuff counts for, for, for kills, all right? But only faction uh, or, or normal, direct, only normal directives, rare and epic, will count for the spend piece of this. So if you are going to do this one as a free-to-play, yes, Wormatas do count, Bernard. They do. You're joking, but Don't. they do. Okay? If you're going to do this without spending rares, then you need to be prepared for a pretty intense day time-wise, Bubba Joe. If I remember right, (laughs) it's like 40 or 50 armadas if you're going to do them in exchange space, okay? It's, it's, I'm I'm not going to lie. If my team needs me to go help run a bunch of muds, I will probably do that. But if my team's like, guys, you know what? We hooked up on some rares this month. We're going to buy a backpack, do this, do that. I can tell you I'm probably just going to run an epic and call it a day. I don't know if I've got it in me to do it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Bubba? That one was yeah. pretty grindy last time. That one was pretty grindy last time. So just be aware that it's coming. Make your game plan. Okay? Lady, make a suggestion? Hey, hey, just one second, uh, Truck and Chick. Absolutely. Lady says that's 50 rare participations. It's stupid high. I do not disagree with you. It is stupid high. Fortunately, lady, there there is a way you can still do it for free. But now, let me let me say, while I agree that the milestone is stupid high, it is a mechanic that we have repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly gone to Scopely back and said this is what's fair. Okay? Pay to progress or pay to skip or pay to acquire whatever you want to call it. All right? But it needs a grindable path. Well, that's this. It's extreme. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> it's extreme. I do agree with that. But it is a grinder's path. It is possible for free to play. You just need to be ready. You got three days. Not even. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you've got January 30th, 12 noon Eastern. Your Armada Blitz begins. Okay, provided nothing changes, Bubba Joe, provided nothing changes, which I have brought up. I will bring it up again, but I got to be honest with you. His explanation was sound. All right. His explanation was sound. And he said that that was why he did the all armada scoring. So if you are, you just need to figure out your own game plan, Bubba Joe. Bubba Joe, if I'm going to guess you're going to run out, you're going to run two epics and you're going to call it a day. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't tell you that I may not either, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know if I've got it in me to do that grind again. If you have the luxury 
of having bank directives or the luxury of spending money. You, you may want to consider that if that's up to you. If you want to spend four, five, six, seven hours in the day, in the game that day doing muds, then that's that's completely up to you. You have a path, but be prepared. Don't say, don't be shocked when it comes. I'm telling you right now what it's going to be. It's going to be the grindiest day of the month, aside from the first time it ran. <laughs> okay, so get ready. Get ready. A Wilkins. He says, I'm going to read his comment, and then I'm going to, I'm going to counter him. And then, Chick, I'm coming to you. All right, come uh, get ready. He says, that's a garbage explanation requiring people to spend – requiring people – Bubba Joe, you hear that? Requiring people to spend that much time for an SMS is nonsense, except Wilkins. The only reason that I don't, don't agree with you, and I normally would for a normal SMS, but this isn't a normal SMS, is it, Bubba Joe? It's not. What is this by definition, community? What is recruit by L? It's an officer meta. It's an officer meta. And by definition, by definition of these metas and by Scopely's own explanation slash admission, okay, they came out and said these will not be easy. It is not something that is meant to be 100% for all. It is a challenge. It is available to all. We fully expect not all will have the go get up and get them attitude to be able to finish these metas. This is a meta. It is the upper echelon of events. If you want to play, you're, reco- you're rewarded with an officer that would otherwise be pay only. So recognize so, it for what it is. Go ahead, Bubba, and then Chick right after. Go ahead, Bubba. Yeah, so so I I, I hear the community. I can't see the chat right now because I'm driving. Uh, but I, I suspect that this is probably even harder than the material spent, unless, of course, you had no materials. It's probably the hardest event they put into officer meta. We're providing very loud feedback. We 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 can provide logic as to why we think this is a just a little bit too hard. But I completely, you know, what what DJ is saying is correct. They they want these officer med events to be a challenge, and and I fully will acknowledge this is probably more of a challenge than any other officer med event they put forward. So maybe it needs to be tweaked a little bit. But it's intended to be. You have a free to play path, but again, this is this is their compromise to not making us have to purchase all the new officers, which. We as a community have asked for, and and I think they've listened and provided us a challenging avenue, but an avenue. Well, and you know what? I want to read a couple of these comments, Bubba Joe, because some of them are good. Virtual Army says, listen, I'm not a big Armada fan. So like last time, I'll probably skip it. I understand I may not complete the meta, but I have player choice. He's get, He's choosing to his own participation, and I applaud you, VA. I applaud you for making that distinction and and recognizing the choice that you have in front of you. Divine, on the other hand, says, I've already unlocked by L free to play. All right. Uh, Did says, I've unlocked her due to ticketed events already, Bubba Joe. So there were other avenues to getting this officer. You don't have to do it again. All right. Now, why might some people want to do it again? All right. For the same reason we were just talking about a few minutes ago, if you complete everything that's remaining free to play 
free to play, not even including the paid tickets. If you uh, uh, complete everything that is still to come, I estimate 92,000 more loot. If you are 100,000 or 105,000 loot away, Bubba Joe, from the next item you want to buy, <laughs> kind of feel like you might be uniquely motivated, right? I mean, if you guys are looking in your store and you're figuring out what you want to get out of this store and you're like, oh my God, there's still 92,000 loot to come. I might be able to get another tier of Tomalock. But man, I'm going to have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, not only perfect, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to do two more paid tickets. Well, I've got them, Bubba Joe. I've been stashing. I do have two paid tickets left over. I could go in and do those. That gets me my tier of Tomalock. That's what we were talking about even on the last show, Bubba Joe. You argued that there is a higher degree of value in an actual, tangible advancement of your game state. True or false? True. Okay. Listen, if 92,000 loot doesn't get you anywhere close to tearing up Sela and you can do everything that you need to do left with this store with only 55,000 loot, you got a 40,000 loot buffer, sure, skip the meta. <laughs> okay, skip the meta. Absolutely. This is what we're telling you. Look at your event store loot right now. You can expect 92,000 more-ish free-to-play with a potential 36,000 additional if you do 100% of remaining tickets. Okay? Which means, Bubba Joe, really, if I'm, if I'm looking at this right now, you have the potential at 128,000 more loot. That's what's on the table. And that does not include loot from any of the two remaining solo leaderboards or the currently running Alliance leaderboard. You still have those leaderboards going on as well. So, yeah. Bubba Joe, loot up to our ears. Loot up to our ears in... Very quickly, very, I mean, we, we got five days left, Bubba Joe. Dare I say, <laughs> unless something disastrous happens, knock on wood, everybody collectively knock on wood right now, unless something happens, this, I told you at the beginning of the month, I hate to brush dust off my shoulder here, dirt off my shoulder, whatever, I, I think I said that wrong, Bubba Joe. I, <laughs> I hate to brag, Bubba, but I may suggest, possibly, that at the beginning of this arc, I said it may possibly be potential sliver of hope. I'm being optimistic that this could be the actual finale that we have waited three years for. And we're still in it. Still got a couple days left, Bubba Joe. But let me capture your thoughts right before we go to our first break. Bubba Joe... Record-setting, almost record-setting amounts of loot. Record-setting selection in the store. Fantastic events. Creative events. Events that make sense almost all month long. Very few technical failures. Maybe technical road bumps, but very few technical failures. 
and players walking not only with their choice of rewards out of the event store, but a lot of other a lot of other things came along with it. You know? So I, I, I first off, I think Truck and Chicks got something she wants to say. Oh my god, I almost forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's do that. But I, I you know, you on the last show, you were a little bit frustrated with some of the events. I've been frustrated with some of the events, but it is hard to argue with the amount of loot and the quality of the event store. And to be fr- to be frank and fair, that's the point of the final arc of that uh, 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 final arc of a of a seasonal arc. Right? Is event store loot? How much do you get? And where? How? What can you spend it on? And it's it's hard to say that th- from that aspect, it's been bad. And, but there have been some challenging events. We, we're going to talk about some of the frustrations we've had there. We've already talked some about it. So I wouldn't say that this event, this, this arc has been perfect. Oh, no. Uh, but, but, it's, but it's definitely rewarded participation. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Galtez has a comment that I'll come back to in a moment. Uh, I, and I'm sorry, Chick, because I, I keep getting off of my roll. Uh, Truck and Chick has comments on Tetrions. Uh, and the disappearing act that's coming up, you had a helpful hint, truck and chick. Please uh, give players the recipe for success for disappearing act that comes up in three days. Your best bet is to get the biggest bang for your buck on what you spend your tetrions on. So utilize your legionary or your D3, even if it means you have to disco it up if you need to hit a certain level of hostile. But you get more cloaks using those uh, lower ops level ships. I've been able to complete all of my metas using that tactic. <laughs> very, very valid. As a matter of fact, I forget there's any other way, truck and chick. I don't even you. First of all, I don't even own a cloak for any other ship. <laughs> I took the free one, Bubba. And would you be surprised if I told you I've not even still to this day have not unlocked a cloak for any other ship. So the okay, only you, you time guys I've unlocked another cloak is for that event where it gives you the five hundred points. Uh yeah, the the next run of that. The, well, there mm-hmm. was like a version of Disappearing Act that gave you the points for unlock. Yeah. I think it still does. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, so just did did it not this month? It did. We've had it. Yeah, once I believe. So okay. if you can unlock a cloak, guys, put it on my board. Us, go for it. There you go. You know, it, it, that will help you finish it. Discord is definitely freaking out. A lot of people did not hear Truck and Chicks. So I'll repeat her her advice is, listen, for the next couple of days or, or even during Disappearing Act itself, make your Tetrions last longer, okay? Use the free level 26 that you had, all right? Use the, don't use the one for your Enterprise or your Augur, all right? If you need to look at a day or two's worth of dailies to skip, that's okay, all right, but use the one that's going to actually get you the most number of cloaks. Let's take a look at something here uh, real quick, and then we'll take our, our first break. Disappearing Act last ran here, January 15th. I'm going to look it up. January 15th, Disappearing Act. If I am recommending the absolute best way to complete this event, guys, you do not have to hit a level dependent. For this day, Bubba Joe, I may actually suggest you skip the daily. Okay? You skip the daily, or don't worry about the big daily that you've got that day, because Disappearing Act allows you to use one Tetrion 
per well you get one point per one tetrion so somebody might say well i get the same number of points by cloaking my auger ah but you also get 10 points for initiating an attack while cloaked so you got to look at those points those points matter if i get out of 200 points i get eight cloaks with a 25 point cost all right there's 80 points in that match in that metric versus if i do a cloak that costs 35 then i only get Seven, no, two. Wow, this is struggling. Uh, six, five, five, six, six if you've overclocked the bank. Okay? You only get six, so that's 60 points. You're shorting yourself 20 points. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, except most people are struggling to finish this event. All right? So use the most cost-effective cloak. That is the free one that they gave you. The level 26 that they gave you way back when. All right. Further, just in case, just in case any of you guys are like myself and probably Bubba Joe, if I had to guess, you guys may be holding some milestones of your battle pass. Unlock those that day, but don't do it until after you spend what you've got and used your refresh. So let's say you start the day, you wake up, you got 250 Tetrions, spend a couple of Tetrions, then claim your chest for the day, get another 55 plus, spend those down, then claim your event rewards. Try not to click the event button. I know when it's flashing, it's it's like a beacon for all of us, Bubba Joe. We have to click it. But try to hold off clicking that because that's going to refill your bank so you don't get your chest right away. Try to get the chest, then go back, all right, and get the... Uh, Get the rewards. Then you can take a look at the Battle Pass milestones. There's Tetrions in there. Okay? So nonetheless, uh, or, or regardless of how you look at this, Truck and Chick's exactly right. You get more bang for your buck with the free one that they gave you so many months ago. I know you're proud of that Enterprise cloak, but it's not the right ship to use in this event. And just as an FYI, there's no level hostile requirement. You can do this against level ones. Okay? Level one, so you do not need to use the big one. The only reason you use the big one is if you're trying to do the daily at the same time, and if you're going to struggle with this event, don't do the daily that day. Okay. I, I would even say, DJ, I'm a 39, and for my dailies, I take my D3 or my uh, Legionary up to Wolf and get my kills, my 39s and 40s with those little baby ships. Well, you could you so, could do it. Yeah, if you can do it with a D3, absolutely do that. I'm a little bit too high to be able to do that. Uh, my 26 struggles greatly against the 44s, Bubba Joe. <laughs> my little legionary can handle a 44 trader. I mean, it can, but it's a lot of go-go juice because it, it's only one kill per per hull. So then I got to okay. summon. I got to summon three times, and I'm like, yeah, nah. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I do do the small daily ape. I just don't do the big daily. Yeah, Jay Berg's with me. My D3 can't handle 53s. I think Bubba Joe's in the same boat. Yeah, my right. D3 also can't handle the 49s. Yeah, can't do the 49s either. <laughs> All right. Listen, I was able to do it at 43. At 44, I can. It just gets expensive. I would imagine at 45 is probably the cut point for the free cloak. But nonetheless, it's a pretty nice broad, uh, broad window, and you do not uh, require... Uh, you, you, yeah, I've said it a million times. There you go. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I guess we should go to break. Should we go to break, Bubba Joe? Do we have anything else on 
because I, I didn't mean to get into the event god calendar, but we kind of did, so there you go. Uh, oh, somebody asked, is Disappearing Act... Disappearing Act is a 48-hour SMS. It will show up on January 29th. All right, January 29th, 48-hour SMS. Okie dokie. There you go. We will, in fact, I guess, take our first break, Bubba Joe. We've uh, we've had a good one. Guys, I'd like to thank uh, one of our sponsors here today. The first segment brought to you in part by PVPTarget.com. PVPTarget.com is where you can go to find some helpful hints. It's a great new player guide. You guys be sure to go online, check it out. Drop the owner a quick message and be like, yo, Talking Trek sent us here. We appreciate that. It's PVPTarget.com, not only your assistance in figuring out what you need to hit and how you can hit it, but also a lot of other great and useful information regarding this game, including a glossary of terms, suggested crews, even ideas on ROE and definitions and how you can best be prepared to enter the ever-glorifying complicated political landscape that is your server here in Star Trek Fleet Command. It is pvptarget.com. and want to thank them for being uh, one of our sponsors here on this show here today. Thank you guys so very, very much. My name is Ultimate DJs. You've been listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We're going to take a break. When we return, raid defense. Finally, Bubba Joe, we're going to do it. And man, oh man, have I not been blown up with PMs this past week, Bubba Joe. I need to know Bubba Joe's sarcophagus recipe. I need to know, how is Bubba Joe using his sarcophagus in base defense? I do indeed believe that I have figured it out. We're going to find out right after this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. Back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Blurios, the cereal for hangovers with aspirin and antacid in every spoonful. Meatloaf is gone, but not forgotten with this tribute album from his celebrity apprentice pal. Introducing Trump Loaf. The fake news knows it ain't right. I'll beat that loser, Joe. Now I'm stuck in Mar-a-Lago. Twelve rock anthems so powerful they can't even be played on social media. Oh, they took the tweets right out of my phone it must have been while they were banning me an album that's not afraid to draw the line i would do anything for votes but i won't do that trump loaf no artist has more skin in the game i can see paradise by the tanning bed Welcome back, everybody. Bubba Joe. Scopely's making my hands clap this month. <laughs> you like what I did there? <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in to the show. I am your host, Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. There we go. No, we're good. All right. <laughs> Bubba Joe, I was, checking, I was checking the audio levels. People are like, I hear dead air. I even heard Vita in the background be like, oh, that's a silence. There's silence on the show. I mean, we've done this show the exact same way for like the last two years. <laughs> I, when you're listening live, when you're listening here in the studio, there's always extended breaks. Have you guys, Bubba Joe, have you ever been? To the live taping of, of like a talk show. You ever been to the Conan O'Brien show? You ever been to the Jimmy Fallon show, the Tonight Show? You ever been to any one of those? They always like nope. they re- uh, okay, thanks. Uh, and <laughs> if anybody else has ever been, you're right. Bubba Joe's never been to one of the funny good ones. He he went to the Ellen show one time though. He's super excited about that. Uh, you go to any of these, you sit in. Uh, you sit in the live studio audience, there is extended commercial breaks. Even if you're watching it live, they still take the time because they got to come and fix the makeup or they got to leave the time markers in or they got to start new tapes and this and that. It's just, that's what it is. All right. So, uh, yes, I I am sorry that you're not uh, hearing exactly what you would hear on a professional radio show, except I argue that you would. Uh, be hearing the exact same thing, Bubba Joe, because this is how it works. Welcome to broadcast journalism. Uh, appreciate what you guys. What about of the View once? <clears throat> you went to the View? Oh my God, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, that's three hours. I'll never get back. Are you serious? You legit sat in the studio audience of the View? Why? You wanted to meet Whoopi, right? Many, many years ago. You wanted to meet Guinan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, before she was even on the show. <laughs> Yeah, Excuse it was. Uh, I was dragged there with a friend of mine, and she decided, mm-hmm. uh, "Oh, hey, we're in New York. Let's go see the View." And I'm like, well, "I'm already here." And I'm like, oh, I "Can't get out of this." Can <laughs> Things I? you do for. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think I could. I, I would be the guy that gets up in the middle and be like, "Yo, yo, sorry, I'm gonna get a parking ticket. My meter's running out." So- sorry, sorry, Whoopi, <laughs> my meter, right. my meter's gonna run out. I gotta go. That's any quarters. Speaking of meatloaf, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. What won't you do? Uh, go, go to the, the go view. To the view. <laughs> <laughs> well, go to the view. Uh, speaking of, of Whoopi, let me take just a second on this, Bubba <laughs> Joe, because I have taken this opportunity this week to get 100% completely caught up on all Star Trek properties that are currently broadcasting. I'm up to date on Discovery. I'm up to date on Lower Decks. And I'm up to date on Prodigy. Now, real quick. Ooh. Hold on. Hold it. Hold it. Listen. I know that some people said when Prodigy... Hold on. Hold on, Hal. When Prodigy first aired, the first episode was a little bit cringy. But you know what? Almost all pilots are. Okay? Almost all pilots are. Because they have so much to catch you up on. They have so much to kind of set the stage. I watched four episodes of Prodigy today. Okay? <laughs> today. I watched four episodes of Prodigy. And I am caught up. And let me just say, uh, the story is actually getting pretty good. Like, there's a mystery. And... and 
I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but let me just tell you a few reasons why you should watch it. No, I watched it by myself, Divine. All right? Because I'm thinking, how can I properly represent Star Trek properties if I don't know what's going on? I, I will tell you, and Bubba Joe knows this, Snake Eyes knows this. I've shared this with you guys a time or two. There's a lot happening behind the scenes with this show. All right. There's a lot happening. Crazy enough. And, and, and while things are crazy slow and, and I wish things would have happened six months ago, um, this show has legitimately and actually factually been in touch with CBS regarding work related to Star Trek. So I am super pumped about that aspect of what this has become, Bubba Joe. It started out as a podcast for a video game. It still is, but it's a, it's a monument to the community. You go out and you ask, you know, anybody in Galaxy Chat, have you ever have you ever even heard of Talking Trek or have you ever even heard of Ultimate DJs? You got a 50/50 shot at somebody saying yes or no. All right? I'll take that because 3 years ago, nobody knew. All right? And six months ago, Snake Eyes knows this to be fact. We were offered, I don't even remember if I came and told you guys here publicly, we were offered and didn't have enough time to get it done with all the legal stuff, but we were offered the season, what season are we in of Discovery? Four? Season four? Yeah. We were, yes, offered, we were offered the season four global watch party on YouTube from freaking Paramount, Bubba Joe. Now, it didn't work out. Time, legal, it didn't end up happening. By the way, I would have signed anything blindly. Okay, it wasn't on my end. It was on, it was on Paramount's end. Okay. <laughs> I would have signed anything blindly. Wham says it's 2080. Really? I don't know if it's that bad. All right. Now, listen, 2080 is way less than that on people who actually listen. But most of them recognize my name. Okay? Most people recognize my name at least. Long story short is, and I ain't trying to toot my own horn. Long story short is, I try to keep up with everything, Bubba Joe. Prodigy is kind of coming into its own. Even the first two, three episodes were a little bit rough. But I'm telling you, if you... I said the same thing. You guys remember I said the same thing about Discovery. I didn't like the entire first half of the first season. I didn't. But then you got into the Mirror Mirror stuff. Then you got into Control. Okay. That was pretty Spoilers. good. I, I just said the subject control. Who, who knows? Okay. Control was a subject. Everybody knows it by now. Yep. Okay. See, oh, I dude. argue I argue that season three is when it went downhill, Joker. I really like season two. It's probably my favorite. And I like the second half of season one. All right. R season three is kind of where it started. No. Yeah. Season two. Wait a second. I'm getting confused. Season three was Red Angel, right? No, season three season was, three the was burn. they were already yeah, that was the burn. Season two was Red Angel. So where was control? First part of season, season two. Okay, so season two. Okay, well, nonetheless. Okay. Season two was great. All right, so that means you have yes. Red Angel and Control, even better. And Pike. Even better. Okay. And you had Pike. I mean, that, that was just a great season. Yes. Anyway, my point is it took me half the season to get into discovery of season one if you can push through prodigy there's a little bit of good character development there in the beginning i feel like that's important all right it, it might be boring but you got to get through that i'm here to tell you <laughs> has anybody watched all of them is anybody caught up yes ripper do you think it's bad because no, I'm, 
I actually, I actually do genuinely think the story is pretty good, good in it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily trying to be like it's not trying to be a the real traditional Star Trek. Star Trek thing. I, I, I feel like it's trying to be its own thing, which is not, in my opinion, not a bad thing. It's not, and 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 they're just going for it, you know. Kind um, of maybe a bit like Lower Decks, which is also, you know, more like trying to be its own thing, really. I love Lower Decks. I think it's hilarious. I think it's wildly it's funny. Point. It's an entry point. I, mean, for, I, I, for I wasn't saying that, that technology is like Lower Decks. It's just like, you know, conceptually, it's, they're, they're both trying to be their own. It's a Nick Toons show. Okay, guys, it, it, it's its whole purpose its whole purpose is to bring in a new generation of Star Trek fans. Listen, most exactly. of us are getting kind of old, okay? <laughs> most of the Kirk fans, the William T. Shatner fans, most of us get a little bit old. Or uh, William yeah, we're T. Gonna be dead James soon. T. <laughs> we're going to be dying <laughs> off here real soon, okay? They're trying to get new generations of fans into new Star consumers. Trek. And I'm here to tell you, Prodigy, it took a minute. But I'm watching these four episodes today, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, the story is really getting good. And let me just say to Kate Mulgrew, and, and I don't know if you'll ever get to hear this. I say this a lot to famous people. If anybody ever did actually get to hear this, I would, I would love to know about it one day. Ten years from now. This year, other hall pass? Ten, no, <laughs> ten years from now, Snake Eyes, we're going to get a letter and be like, I heard that podcast ten years ago. Kate Mulgrew, you are just exquisite in prodigy i know that you didn't want to do this project did you guys know it took her like eight months to sign on to this project she there was a lot of changes that she wanted to have happen before she would resurrect janeway let me just say this character in this show prodigy is so perfectly janeway yet so completely new you're brilliant you are brilliant to make to take a character that we all know you know i say patrick stewart's probably the same way bubba joe the way he was Picard in The Next Generation is not how he's Picard in Picard. You know, like, they, they have changed who they are. 40 or 30 years, whatever time has passed, that changes a human being. And they have yep. played these characters so daggone well. Kate Mulgrew, you are a genius with what you've done with Janeway in this new show. I'm just saying, guys, if, if you are looking for a little time to burn and you can get through the first three or four episodes because they are admittedly rough, all right, there's eight episodes live so far. The last four have got me on the edge of my seat. I want to watch the next one, and I want it now. I hate that I have to wait a whole other week. Okay, I'm so upset only, about it. <laughs> my only comment for Prodigy is I love all of the characters, including Janeway, you know, what she's doing in that show. I love all, and I didn't like Janeway and Voyagers. I'm very clear. Uh, but I think that the way that she's playing this, this character is very good. Uh, I like all of the characters except the main one. And so every now, time I'm like, I could watch Prodigy, uh, the main characters just, uh. Let me give you, let me give you a semi-spoiler, Bubba Joe. Dal is Janeway's biggest project. He's the self-appointed captain of this crew. All right? Dal is learning. It, I don't remember if it was in episode six or seven. You guys can look it up. The name of the episode is Kobayashi Maru. And by far has been the best episode so far. Ripper, agree or disagree? The Kobayashi Maru was the best episode of Prodigy so far. And Bubba Joe, you would yes. appreciate that. 
you would appreciate that for multiple reasons. One, oh man, crossover fans, crossover fans are going to just pee themselves, okay? You might pee your pants when you watch Kobayashi Maru, all right? There are some characters that pop up there. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Some characters pop up there that will blow your mind, okay? And by the way, all original, authentic cast members came back for this yes, if, the, if, if they were able. voices. Their voices, real voices from multiple properties. Swagger says it made me teary. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I watched it and I was like, oh my God. I mean, I just, I did. I might have teared up a little bit at a character who was in that show with his voice, and it was emotional. And Bubba, what I say to you is that Dal is learning, and that episode is going to make you is going to make you feel better about Dal. I rewatched it four times already. <laughs> you guys hear it already? No, no, that's not something I can do. I I oh. did not watch it four times. Okay, <laughs> I did pause and rewind a time or two. All right. Uh, I did pause and rewind once or twice, but I didn't rewatch it. But Bubba Joe, that character undergoes a transformation in that episode that I think you might appreciate because he was an obnoxious, arrogant prick uh, leading up into that episode. And and I'm not yes. a huge fan of him either. Okay, to be honest I with agree. you, I'm a fan of the of Gwen. All right, I'm probably uh, the biggest fan of her and Rock. All right, and Jankum. Well, and Zero. Yeah, pretty much all of them except for Dal. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much all of them except for now. So, just saying, uh, if you guys want to get get caught up on some Star Trek properties, uh, here are some announcements for you. you got Prodigy, where uh, they have ordered twenty episodes. Bubba Joe, eight of them have been released here so far. There's two more episodes still to come, and then they're going to do a mid series break. The other ten episodes are going to come later this year. Lower Decks is beginning its ten episode third season. Uh, this coming summer, it's already been renewed and is being uh, produced right now for season four. Strange New Worlds has uh, taped not only one seri- uh, season, Bubba Joe, but already their second season, and the show premieres officially on May 5th. And maybe, I don't know if there's enough time yet, Bubba Joe, but maybe your boy Ultimate DJs uh, could be working on something for Strange New Worlds with Paramount+. Plus. I'm super excited about that. Picard Season 2, very soon, folks. Less than 45 days. It's around the corner Thursday, March 3rd. Season 2 of Picard comes on. Discovery has already been renewed for a fifth season, and uh, we see Season 4 uh, continuing it, it, in I February. Think, I think Picard is also already renewed for a third season. Picard is indeed. Started, you are correct. I think they started production, actually, already. It's already underway. As a matter of fact, production is already mostly... I'd say probably 60%, 70% over on season three of Picard. Which will be the last, by the way. I did not know that, but I expected it. I did expect that. I was surprised that they went ahead and did a third. But nonetheless, that's happening. And, of course, Discovery returns uh, on February 10th. Lots of exciting things. And I know people say people are critical of Alex Kurtzman. He's done something that nobody in Trek has done for the last 30 years. Uh, so I'm pretty, I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of a fan of what he's doing to get Star Trek in front of a newer generation. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, there you guys go. Go on to Paramount Plus if it's available in your region and get caught up on Prodigy. I'm telling you, this is cute. 
Uh, a little bit cringy, but do remember, its target audience is 8 to 12-year-olds. <laughs> but, but, but I will say, I will say the way that they've written it, uh, they want 8 to 12-year-olds watching it with their Trekkie parents. That's yeah. what Alex Kurtzman wants. He wants Trek parents to introduce the universe of Star Trek to their kids through Prodigy. And uh, I think... I think it would be good. Joker says if he could write a decent storyline, I could give him the benefit of the doubt. Hey, listen, I don't know if you need to be the writer for five different series, okay? But if you can get five different series on the air with different networks and maintain a decent uh, viewing audience, then you're probably surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, okay? <laughs> so, just, just so we know, he didn't write Prodigy. No. That's kind of my point. I mean, if, if you, you yeah, or Dex. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: you you surround yourself with people you know to be able to do the job. Listen, in my dealership, I don't change oil. I know I've used this example to you guys a million times. All right, I've got good people that work with me at the dealership, but that doesn't mean I know how to break down a diesel engine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've got people for that. I don't. I don't know how to do that. Hell, I can't even change the oil in my own car. Okay, I got people for that. All right, so so if Kurtzman can get people around him that can do justice by these properties, then I uh, admire him as a leader. And and for the Trek universe, I think what he's doing right now is doing more good than harm, and so I'm I'm a fan of it. Uh, there you go. So if, enjoy. If there that. is a a good thing about Picard being the final the third season being the final season, it opens up a spot for. Um, the Section 31 series, if they're going to continue with that. I could. I don't know what's actually going on with that. I haven't read really anything new about that. Uh, what I have read is that for the 17th time since uh, since J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek III, uh, they are now apparently trying to get that off the ground again. So, I don't know. That project has come alive and died 15 times since Star Trek III, but maybe that could come back. Yeah. That would be that would be nice too. Fingers crossed. I would like for it to. It'd be fun. Get more of the Kelvin timeline. All right, folks. Uh, listen, we have put this off for two and a half shows, <laughs> and I, 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 you know what? I don't think we have time today, Bubba. Let's push it off uh, to Sunday if you don't care. We'll just we'll come back to it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Raid defense. Okay, this arc brought with it the introduction. Uh, I would do that. You're absolutely right. This arc brought with it the introduction of the Big Mama. All right. The Big Mama, the rating tool that is being used by some to, as Bubba Joe puts it, advance their game state. Okay. Advance their game state. I myself have stopped counting the billions that I have rated with this ship. I, I couldn't even honestly tell you. I told you one night that it was 30 that week. Uh, Bubba Joe, I'm pretty sure I've probably done another 30 to 40 billion since then. I mean, this ship... Guys, I've pushed from 40... What was I starting last arc? I was 41, right? Then Lorca Auction came. Lorca Auction came, and I pushed to 43... And then Picard auction came, and I pushed to 44. And you want to hear something insane, Bubba Joe? I have not cracked the first token. I haven't 
crack the first token. Okay? I have I have had all this stuff where it would have normally taken me hundreds of hours. Well, maybe a hundred hours. Okay? To get that quantity, then and I've done it, I've done it in less than ten hours. Now, I, I know that that this ship requires appropriate targets. And it does. It totally does. I haven't cracked anything that I've gone after. All right. Somebody else has done it. I've been invited. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I guess I, I probably could share this with you, too. This, this brings sadness to my heart while we're talking about sad things, Bubba Joe. And you guys, uh, Truck and Chick knows this. Ripper knows. Snake Eyes knows. Um, <clears throat> used to be a cast member on this show. A great contributor. Was probably, he, he was with me on day one, big country. Has actually retired from the game. And that makes me really, really sad. He, when he started stepping back from the show, it was because of time and family. Uh, he suffered uh, a personal loss. He asked me not to talk about it. Probably shouldn't have said that. He suffered a, a tragic loss in his real life. Uh, and it, uh, it forced him to reevaluate a few things, Bubba Joe. So uh, he stepped back from the show. Uh, he started spending a little less time in the game and a little bit more with family. And, and the decision came this week that he was hanging up his admiralty, hanging up uh, his nacelles completely, Bubba Joe. Big country has left the game. And uh, that breaks my heart. Um, he opened his base to his teammates this week, and, and I was able to uh, – some, some of that rating I was able to get from him. Uh, but nonetheless, it still went lightning fast, Bubba Joe. I mean, he was holding over a trillion resources, and my tier two big mama – was scooping at like 380 million. You know, uh 280 million per scoop. <laughs> this ship is game changing to those who are going to use it. Now, I have been constantly fielding this question. When is this ship going to be available free to play? Listen, folks, I have told you a gazillion times if I've said it once, I've said it to on blue in the face. If you're expecting this ship to be handed out free next month, you're going to be sorely mistaken. Okay, like, I, I, I still, this morning, Bubba Joe, looked at a question and be like, well, are they going to tell us when we can get it because I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to buy the ship? Listen, if, if you feel motivated enough to spend $100 on this ship, then you should. All right, because I do not know a time frame. I do not know a time frame. But, Ripper, do you think, and then I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. So but would, I wouldn't it be really awkward if it were free to play next month after what you just said? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'm trying to put pressure on Scopely. Listen, my expectation is that it's not going to be. Now, if it is, great. Okay? I hope it is. I, I hope mean, I don't know, everybody. by the way. There's, there was not. There was no hint towards anything. <laughs> I do not know. He's just razzing me. No. All right. I, I got to be honest with you. I personally... Regis... You say it doesn't count as normal rating. I, I'm going to argue that it does. Maybe I didn't hunt it, but I was still able to acquire it. Okay? I mean, even if somebody was donating to you, how long does it take you to acquire 20 billion steel by yourself? I mean, that, that's a long process. Mm, two weeks. Maximum. Okay. Fine. Six I months. did it in about three hours. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's nuts. 
All right. Now, that said, Ripper's right. Scopely could make a fool of me and it could be free next month. I could tell a bunch of people to go buy the ship right now and you could get pissed because in 10 days it could be free. That is always possible. All I can say to you is I don't expect that path. Okay. Based on the conversations I've had, I do not expect that path. I feel, I feel like this is going to be a long-term thing. Okay. Not like long, long term, not like syndicate XP long, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a minute. Go ahead. Be ready. Or, uh, Vita. Sorry. I think, uh, six months. I think you're, I think you're being very rosy cheeked about that. <laughs> I think minimum six months to be perfectly honest with you. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking eight to 12. <laughs> I, no, I, I, so I have a I different option. So I, I think it could be available uh, next month or a month after in pieces, starting with uh, the uh, shoot, what am, uh, Cosmic Cleanup. Listen, I wish, I hope you're right. I hope it's that clear and defined. I don't know, I don't know if it will be. No, let me, let me be clear. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. All right, they, they really honestly haven't told me. But but just in kind of reading between the lines, I don't think it's going to be clear. I don't think it's going to be defined by a timeline. I don't think you're going to be able to map it out to the day. I don't think you're going to be able to say, okay, well, yep, 14 cosmic cleanups and I'll have it. I, I don't think it's going to be that way, Bubba Joe. Uh, so I, I just I don't know. But I don't expect that players are going to – to have this ship free to play in the month of February uh, or even March. All right. So if you're we'll sneak t- it in and level 25 of the obsidian syndicate, <laughs> if you're, <laughs> if you're tempted by owning this ship uh, and, and I know this is going to sound shilly. I don't mean for it to be, I, I'm, you know, it's going to sound like I got something to gain by you buying packs. I don't, if I had a creator code, I'd give it to you. I don't have that. I'm just telling you. Uh, I said before this arc launch, Bubba Joe, quote me if, if I'm, if I'm speaking out of turn, I said that this would be a feature that I would adopt. I would buy into day one, minute one. And I did, and I don't regret a second of it. And if you are looking around at some of these stories that you're hearing, if you're looking around at some of the scoops that people are getting, all right, here, let me just throw this up real quick. You guys go ahead and do it. Some of you guys who are adopters of this ship, throw up your best scoops. All right, throw them up. Here's here's one. Well, for me, it's not even the scoops that I'd be most concerned. Like, I could get away with what I have now for rating. It's the refines, the potential of getting the refits for the lasers, you know, some wharf. You know, that's a long-term path that I'd like to get started on. That's the reason I'd want to get going on this guy. That's a long-term path. Uh, it, it's proving slow. That refinery is a little less generous than I would have hoped, Bubba Joe. Uh, I, I am uh, quoted as inaccurately stating that it's a guaranteed wharf shard every three days. That's not the case. Uh, I've got some people who have gone upwards of nine days and haven't got enough for one refine yet. So uh, the refines are a little less generous than I would have hoped. Uh, that said, you're right, Karkin. It is a long-term grinder's path uh, towards those items, and uh, and I think that that's probably a good thing. Uh, I just wish that it was a little bit quicker, but don't we always? Um, that said, 
there are already successes coming from this ship. And and with it comes risk, right, Bubba Joe? With it comes risk and strategy and new gameplay because now, maybe or maybe not in your neck of the woods, but raiding is becoming a little bit more prevalent than it was 30 days ago. So what we're seeing now are players being called to defend their teammates, to defend their al- their alliance mates from oncoming slaughter, Bubba Joe. And herein lies the show that we've put off for two weeks, how to actively defend a raid because it has been ages and ages and ages since we've had to do it. Most people in this, well, not most people, but there is certainly a lot of numbers of players in this game right here, right now, today, who have never participated in raid defense. Can you believe that? All right. I can. It's uh, it's a thing. So coming up right after this break, we're going to take, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Finally, the number one, let's just, you know, let's go top to bottom, Bubba Joe, just to be sure. The number one guaranteed way to make sure you can't be raided. A, there's only one answer. Shield. Throw shield. Okay. Throw shield. Now. Be me. <laughs> what? What'd you say? I do not get attacked, so you know, be me is also oh, be, be a good way to... You know what? Even Ripper is not safe. Even Ripper is no longer safe from the people who would otherwise have left him alone because Ripper's holding on to a lot of stuff. All right. Yeah, they still haven't tried. I'm surprised that they haven't tried. <laughs> even even I've been tried on. They've tried to get inside my shields. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what's happening. <laughs> They've tried. No, no matter what I do, it, it nothing is working. <laughs> well, nonetheless, all right, it can happen. Somebody's going to come a-knocking one day. And if you're not shielded, then you stand the chance at being raided. Now, let's start with um, defending a neighbor, Bubba Joe, because there's another piece of raiding, uh, the playing possum bit, that I want to come back to in a little bit because it more involves your piece. All right, but let's first talk about actively defending a raid. You are fortunate. Let's set the stage, Bubba Joe. Somebody's tipped you off. And fortunately, that alliance was so inexperienced at raiding, and they're so lackadaisical and so novice that they haven't filled the planet. Now, folks, step one in defending a raid is drop whatever you're doing, suicide anything that's out there, and occupy a spot on that planet. I don't care if you got four miners out, you kill them all, and you get a spot on that planet. If you want a disco, you can do that. I don't even want to take the time, Bubba Joe. I don't even want to take the time to switch ships and put on a crew and then summon and then recall because, you know, when it summons, it summons outside of your space. Then you still got to get back up in, into your dock. And then <sighs> I don't want to take the time to do that. I'm going to instantly kill everything. I wish I had a warp core breach button. Just kill everything. Oh. <laughs> I just want everything to die, Bubba Joe, because I want to move <coughs> immediately. All right. Then I'm going to get on that planet. Now, listen, once I get on the planet, sure, it might take me a second to repair, recrew, get ready, all right? In the meantime, they're still raiding my neighbor, okay? But I need to be ready. I need to be prepared. Bubba Joe, you move in on a planet. Now, by the way, I want you to pretend that you're Ops 39 for a minute, okay? So leave the, okay. 
Leave the pile them out of it. All right. The Enterprise and the Augur are your best ships. All right. They're your best ships. You have okay. now created uh, a hole in their scheme. You have a planet position. What are you going to load as your ships that you're going to use to defend your teammate? To defend my teammate? That's right. You, uh, you have gotten the call. Your buddy, Criminal Ripper, who's in your alliance, is being raided by Truck and Chick and Steven and Theron. You have now ported into that base because you need to defend Criminal Ripper. You're there. Yep. What ships are you employing? Uh, one of the first ones is a Rialta. Okay. There's number one. What's next? I mean... There's more to it than that. Uh, no, you want to have, <laughs> of course. You want to, you want to. Uh, so, uh, I mean, are you going to talk about why a Rialta is important? We're, yeah, I'd like to. Get, okay, we can do that. I want to get a ship list, but yeah, let's start with the Rialta. All right, okay. Rialta is obviously the number one choice. Okay. It is a completely free ship to repair. Costs you nothing. I mean, quite literally, I, I, I'd say nothing, but it costs like what five par steel or eight par steel. Okay, cost nothing. Okay, a uh, ten par steel. I'm being told. Yeah, well, I've got research repair efficiency. Uh, <laughs> ten par steel. You can reduce it down to eight. Um, it costs nothing. Costs no speed ups. Costs no latinum. Costs no par steel. Okay, it's an instant repair. And why is that important? Why is instant repair and refly, redeploy? Thank you, Carthag. Thank you, Jay Berg. Thank you, Retrieving. It's immediately fast. Okay? No time. Held up in sliders. Help buttons. Apply this. Do that. Jangle this and wiggle that. Okay? One single button. You're back in space. Speed. Okay? That's first. Just out of curiosity, Bubba Joe, who are you going to hit with that Rialta? I mean, that Rialta ain't going to kill nothing. If somebody hits Ripper's base with a with a Tier 9 Antares, that ship's at least 1 million in power. My Rialta ain't going to live against that. What am I supposed to be doing with the Rialta? You are tying up any offensive ships that they have or tying up the miners that they have because they're not going to be able to move when they're in combat. All right. So here's the thing. With a Rialta, you've got your pick of targets. You kind of need to look at your scenario a little bit. Is it one or two people raiding? Is it somebody whose warships you can kill? All right. You, you need to do a little bit of target assessment. All right. But the Rialta is a, it's like a Swiss army knife, Bubba Joe. It has so many uses, you don't even know where to begin. All right. I mean, like on one end, there's a can opener. There's also a flat bladed, bladed screwdriver. And there's like, you know, there's like all this stuff. All right, all this stuff that you can do to free those beans from that aluminum can. You've got this Rialta that can do a gazillion things. A, a you can smash the Raiders' base. All right, why would I smash the Raiders' base, Bubba Joe? Mm. Why would I take my Rialta and suicide it against a base? If you're doing it, someone else can't be. It, what? Yeah, I, I'm not sure where, where you're going with this. Okay, good. If I am attacking a base 
That player is unable to deploy a ship if they are in battle. What happens if I if somebody attacks your base? Wilkins says not true. Wham says not true. That actually technically is true. What players can do, including myself, I can get my ship out before that before it engages in battle. All right? You can get your ship out because you got it you got like a half a second that you can get out. Okay, Jim says it never works. I, I can get mine out. Probably depends on your internet connection. You can get out. All right? You can absolutely get out. But for most players, maybe not wham, maybe not maybe not the skilled guys out there. All right, but for most players, they're not going to get the ships out. Nonetheless, you're tying up them. You're distracting them. They're throwing a bubble. They're looking at who hits them. <laughs> and NC says, currently, it'll boot you out of the game, which is true. They're working on that. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the minimum, it's an irritant. Okay. So I, I have not experienced this either, DJ, that, that what you're suggesting is, is true. I, my, my recollection is the same as Wham's. You can still leave other than the bug that is currently plugging the game. So when, let me ask you guys a question. When your base is under attack, what do you see? If you are being attacked, what do you see with your ship docks at the bottom? They're all in battle. They're in battle. And what During can you, the attack sequence. That's right. And what can you not do in this game if your ship is involved in battle? Move it. You can't issue commands. You can't move it. You can't do anything with it if the ship is actively in battle. Okay? It's the same reason in territory capture why somebody can't do anything on a node. It's the same reason why ships don't score node points, Bubba Joe, if you strike them at the turn of the minute because they're in battle. It's a, it's a different state of the game. You cannot do anything with a ship when it is in battle. <clears throat> okay? So Captain Planet says one guy hitting a Rialta or hitting a base with a Rialta is not effective. That's right. You need two or three or four. Constantly spamming that base. Okay? Not only is it is it spamming the base, but you got the banners. You, you're watching all the spinny circles. You're trying to get your ship out when it's not engaged in battle. All right? But it cannot move when it's engaged in battle. Now, there was one good little, and but that's another one, Scaly Back. You can't shield. If you are actively in battle, if that Rialta is spamming your base, you cannot shield. All right, Bubba Joe, true or false? If you were to take your, your pylum, I know I said to ignore that a second ago, but if you were to take a big old huge ship and hit my base while I'm trying to raid, I can't shield while you are hitting me, much less me trying to hit somebody else. Correct. Okay. So if I've got somebody just immediately spamming a base with Rialtas, not only are they getting annoyed, they can't deploy their ships, they can't throw a shield, they can't focus on what they're trying to do because they're trying to deal with the gnats. All right? So there's one thing I can do with the Rialta. There's at least two or three more. Bubba Joe, you mentioned another one a second ago. Uh, what's the next thing I could do with a Rialta? Hmm? Bubba? DJ, you know how much I raid. You're going to need to go to someone you else You said you wanted to do this show. 
<laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I said that there are some things that I can contribute to this show that people are probably not thinking about. But this <laughs> is right. this again. You know how much I raid. He's not a raider. All right. Um, NC's got the next one that I want to touch on. You can attack the big warships, the warships that would otherwise kill you, kill your base, or kill your miner. All right. You can tie up the warships. How many times have I said, um, for example, if I'm going out to raid, all right, and, and by the way, we've talked all about the Rialta. I actually load up two different ships are my first go-tos, Bubba Joe. Uh, if, if I'm actually the one raiding, okay, so take this for what it's worth. If I'm defending, it's a little bit different. But if I'm raiding, I'm going to load an Orion Corvette uh, and, and a Rialta. The Orion Corvette is going to be sent out to tie up a warship immediately once i deploy that ship i send my miner to strike the base while the miner is raiding the base then i send my rialta to hit the same ship because by that time my corvette is already dead and that warship is now freed up so what can that warship do he can hit my miner so then i take the rialta i hit the warship again and that's when i recall my miner now if i am defending all right that rialta it could be it could be flipped around. Maybe the raider has a big ship out there to knock away the pests that are trying to keep him from raiding. So if I'm trying to defend somebody, I'm going to use that Rialta to tie up any warships that I cannot kill. Any warships that are bigger than me, that I cannot defeat, then I'm tying up that ship so that it cannot kill my warships. And when I say warships, I mean one ship. If I am defending my alliance mate, the number one thing that I want to do is what? Intercept miners, right? I'm trying to stop the scoop. So the number one thing I'm trying to do is kill miners, preferably before they hit my buddy's base. But at the very least, I'm going to kill that miner going to or fro. But preferably, I want to kill it before it gets to the base. So if I want the fastest warship in the game, Bubba Joe, do you know this one? Fastest warship in the game. Rialta. No. The fast, sorry, fastest ship that can do anything. <laughs> the Vidar. I want the Vidar. All right. So I've got my Rialta out there, Bubba Joe. It is spamming the warships that my Vidar can't kill so that my Vidar can't be intercepted by the big warships so that my Vidar can do what? Intercept the miners. Okay. It's intercepting the miners. Now, an alternative ship, some people are coming up with some alternative ships, and I like this, uh, alternative to the Rialta. You could use the Orion Corvette. Uh, you could be talking about um, uh, Botany Bays, perhaps, okay? That's, that's also an important thing, too. K21 says, depends on the distance between bases. I'm not talking about base positions, which are very important. Well, we, we, okay, we can. Base positions we talked about last time. It's in the graphics room on how you're going to get onto the planet. But now let's ask a question. That is kind of a good point. If 
the person that I need to try to stop is sitting immediately next to, like amazingly adjacent, the next spot over from that base. Am I going to intercept the miner? I mean, am I no. going to get? Am I going to intercept the miner? No, I'm not going to intercept the miner. There, you have a better chance now than you did before. Now that you can target. I was going to say there combat. is one small, super eensy teensy window of opportunity to kill that miner, but it's certainly not going to be before he strikes the base. It's going to be after he strikes the base. Okay. And by the way, your window of opportunity there is less than a second. It's probably a half a second or less to kill that ship. Okay. Because by the way, just real quick, what is one thing you can do, Bubba Joe, if your base is under attack? We said that you cannot deploy or move a ship if it's in battle. But is the miner in battle if it's outside the base while your base is under attack? That's right. Karthak no. has got it. He's got the gold star. You can still recall even if your base is under attack. So Rialta smashing the base after his miner is out is not 100% the best thing you could do. I mean, that's fine. You could do that. That'll keep him from sending out another ship. All right, but you've still got to deal with that miner. So you're targeting the miner. Now, Karkin is right. There is a new mechanic now that allows you to select a target even if it's not targetable at that moment. Meaning that as soon as he's done on that base with his raid cycle, you could be right on top of him and you could click the attack button. All right? And depending on lag and depending on your internet speed, you may still not even get to him. You got a half a second. 0.5 seconds. All right? So that's what I just said, Swagger. He says pre-click him. I, I just said that. You can do that, but your window is still incredibly tight. Now, if you're all if, if the guy is all the way across the button, or all the way across the planet rather, all right, you've got it as a defender, you're kind of on easy street. All right. There's not a whole lot that you're gonna not be able to do to slow him down. You've got the Rialta, you've got the Botany Bay, you've got all this other stuff that you can do to slow down the warships, and you've got a Vidar with a speed crew, and that miner, if it happens to be all the way across the planet. It's a five-second impulse, Bubba Joe. Five seconds. It's a lot of time for a Vidar with a speed crew to catch up to that thing. By the way, does anybody know the amount of time it takes for a Vidar with a speed crew to cross the planet? It takes five seconds for a normal impulse miner. takes only, depending on position, north or south, between two and three seconds for a Vidar. Okay, you've got two seconds to react, Bubba Joe, and you can still intercept that cat. Okay, so you are trying to do anything you can to intercept that miner before it gets there. Speed crew with a Vidar is going to guarantee the kill. Listen, maybe you can't kill it. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe the Vidar is repairing, whatever. You could spam it again with another Rialta, but the Rialta is going to die. That buys you how long, how many seconds is in a battle cycle? Five. Five seconds. Maybe six, depending on lag. All right. You've got a few seconds to get your Vidar back out. And that Rialta could be tying up that miner so that you can get the, the Vidar out. 
And also, hopefully, if you can get it out in two or three seconds, you've still got one or two seconds left on the battle cycle. As uh, somebody mentioned, Swagger, you can pre-select that target. You can click on it anyway and be ready to hit the attack button when it exits battle. The fact that you can choose a target while it is still in battle is a tremendous advantage for attackers. So you can try that. Do that. All right. Now, <clears throat> hitting bases. All right. Uh, somebody talked about a second ago. How can you click on ships? Well, if it's your alliance's base, that's the bottom of the priority list. You're not going to have any trouble clicking ships. Now, if you're there for somebody else, that's a problem, right, Bubba Joe? <laughs> if, if you and I are not in the same alliance, but you're coming to help me, all right, you're coming to pretend, yep. defend my base, what is the number one priority when it comes to clicking in a congested area? <laughs> Don't click your, your friend. Yeah, my base would be Bubba Joe's number one priority. All right, when it comes to the button mapping, when it comes to the object viewer, my base is his number one priority. Although Targeted. Without the family, your buddy's base is a good defense. With the... uh, you know, yeah, okay. I could if get behind that. you're attacking his yeah. base, no one else can attack it. Yeah, We've kinda... literally had Rialtas just spamming bases for upwards of an hour while we're trying to get yeah. player only. Yeah, that's true. You can do that. It takes It takes at least three or four people, though. All right, because you can you can get simultaneous hits in. All right, that most people think that that you can only load one miner at a time. That's actually not true. There is I don't know Ripper if it's actually I don't think it's a bug. I think it's scaling. I, I think that when you have only you know a handful of number of people that are hitting it, you can only get one in. But there's still a scenario on certain occasions where you can get in a second simultaneous hit. You have to do the same thing with the Rialtas. All right, but yes. Simultaneously, I've seen up to four people hitting it at the same time with. I was going to say hits. I've seen I've seen three. Four is probably possible, uh, but but I also think that it's probably dependent on the on the m amount of players that are there, Karkin, which I only suspect. I don't know. Okay. Oh, it was a massive amount of people. I also think they've reintroduced some kind of um, queuing system when you have lots of people yes. attacking a. Yep. Base. Notice that one. I did notice that one. Um, when Big did his Viking funeral, like most of the Alliance showed up, and I was I was miffed. Okay, says don't talk about it. We talking about the queuing system? It's actually a good thing. I think it's a feature. I think it's something they've added in and didn't tell us. I think it's a phenomenal thing. All right. Uh, I was getting so mad. I was getting so mad. I couldn't get in, Karkin. All right, fifty people raiding this base. I couldn't get in. I was getting pissed. I just left. I quit. I just turned off the game. I wasn't. I wasn't going to raid Big. All right, and I didn't for like the first two hours. Snake Eyes and I were talking later, and he was Let like, "Let them get through the power." I understand. Yeah, Snake Eyes and I were talking a little <laughs> bit later. He's like, "Listen, do uh, he was like, don't spam the button. Like if if it just sits there, if it doesn't go around, don't hit the attack button again." He's like, L "Listen, give it a five count, count five. All right, and and then if you don't start moving, try again." So I tried. I told him he was crazy. <laughs> just randomly out of nowhere, Karkin, my ship would start raiding. <laughs> yeah, Ben Jamin says, I'm the one that supports the chaos. No, well, Ben, I do support the dogpile. I do. But apparently I've never been a part of a 75-person dogpile. 
Okay. Like <laughs> there was the entire alliance was there. So uh, it was just, re- it was, it was frustrating at that point. I guess most of the time I don't raid with that many people, maybe 20, 25 people, 30 people, whatever. Nonetheless, Snake Eyes was right. Okay. If, if you hit that target, so we're talking about defense. So we're talking about hitting the base. If you and three, four, five, six of your buddies are spamming that base with Rialtas, the, the other miners can't get in. And by the way, don't keep clicking the attack button. Give it a couple seconds. Give it a three second, four second, five second. Vita is right, along with Snake Eyes. All right? There's so much lag happening at that particular second, so many simultaneous attacks that the server is trying to queue you up. It's trying to get you ready. Okay? It's trying to get you ready. It's trying to put you in order. And by the way, try it. Three out of five times, your ship will just automatically go when it's its turn. All right? Don't ask me how that actually works. I've never observed it before. Snake Eyes is the first person who's ever brought it up because I have also always spammed the attack button. Divine says, so you're the reason servers have been crashing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I noticed also it doesn't – the effect drops off the less people there are. You had to have a lot of people hitting it for to start the queuing up system from what I noticed. I agree. I agree. Now, listen, you can still spam the button if you want to. I'm just saying that what Snake Eyes and, and Divine are saying actually has merit. Okay? It works. So you, you could try it out if, if dogpile rating frustrates you. Uh, now, <clears throat> moving on. Spamming that base is going to tie it up so other miners may or may not be able to get in. That is a true statement. Okay? But, moreover, I am also still wanting to kill that guy. So the Vidar with the speed crew... Uh, the Orion Corvette or the Rialta to tie up the larger warships. And then, of course, I also want a pretty daggone good-sized warship. Okay? Because if they do bring out, um, let's say they bring out their own Vidar, right? Or they put a speed crew on a miner. Or a Botany Bay. Listen, a Botany Bay with a a speed crew when you're mining, that thing's a pretty quick little sucker. Okay? I'm going to bring out a warship for some of the larger ships that are coming out trying to distract me from their miners. I might still be using the Rialto on that speed crew Botany Bay, but I still want to follow it up with a Vidar. If I've got a Vidar, then they're going to bring out something to kill my Vidar, right, Bubba Joe? So I need to have something ready to kill it. I mean, we're up to, what, four ships now you need to have ready? An Orion Corvette or Botany Bay, something of the sort, a Rialto, a Vidar, and now a real warship. That's four ships. And if you have the luxury where it's not that busy, not that, not that crazy, if you have the luxury, then you're going to leave one ship in dock. Hmm. One ship in dock, if you've got the luxury of a fifth dock. And why might that be, Baba Joe? Because you need to defend against your base being hit. That's right. I'm trying to keep somebody else from raiding my buddy, but that's just going to miff him off. And if he's got a big-time ship, he's going to come and try to smash my base to slow me down. So I'm going to try to keep a ship in my dock as well. Hence, bringing up ships and crew for station defense. 
right, Bubba Joe? You teased the community. You dangled the world's most ginormous carrot on the last show in recommending a ship and dock that nobody would ever possibly think has anything to do with anything because it's such a steaming pile of dog poo. It's so much dog poo that it's like aged for like four or five months. It's turned white and dry and crusty. All right. It's the white dog poo that Brandon had to put his tongue on in Step Brothers. It's nasty. That's how that's that how nasty that ship is. All right. Bubba Joe says to leave the sarcophagus in base. Now, Bubba Joe, I have a theory. I've never tried this. I did not test it since the last show. Okay? I did not test it. I haven't really had much time. I have a theory. You're saying put the sarcophagus in there. Now, here's the one thing I'm curious about. It's a battleship, which means it's a warship, which means it could be immediately targeted, right? I take a D4 against it or an interceptor. It could be or a Saladin. Sure. Okay. It could immediately go against that sarcophagus. Now, we have mentioned before regarding defense that you have to choose the ships you're using Somewhat carefully, because if there's multiple ship types in dock, then there is an order of operations. So if I've got the Sarko in there, somebody comes at me with an Enterprise, I'm chuckling under my breath. Because he ain't ever getting in. He ain't ever getting in. Not only because he's against the triangle. All right, My Sarko has hull for days... And not only that, it's not throwing a whole lot of damage, Bubba Joe. It's not throwing a whole lot of damage, but it doesn't really need to because it has five defensive platforms working for it. Correct. So it has hull for days, meaning it's going to survive crazy long before it moves on to another survey ship or or my defensive uh, defensives uh, my defensive platforms themselves. It's going to last forever. And while it's alive, my defensive platforms are not taking any damage. Therefore, they're throwing oodles amounts of damage. Bubba Joe, am I, am I close? Mm-hmm. Am I close? You are. So, so, but what do you put on your sarcophagus, right? Are we just throwing Mbenga on there and calling it good? Oh, well, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we were just talking about TV shows earlier. Have you guys seen the, the Twitter announcement from Paramount? Freaking Mbenga is on the show. On, on Strange New Worlds, when it comes out. You guys need to go watch it. It's on Twitter from Paramount+. Plus. Mbenga is a, is a live-action character on Strange New Worlds. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> All right, Bubba Joe. So, crew that goes on the Sarko and defending my own base. So, again, I've got all my ships. I'm defending my partner, defending myself at the same time. The ship that I'm going to want to leave in dock is a Sarko? Okay, that's weird. How am I going to crew it up, Bubba Joe? Well, what do you think? You you th- said you think you figured it out. So what, right. what do you think? Uh, okay. So I think I like Keenzer. Let's just talk about base defense officers. I think I like Keenzer. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if she's good enough, but there is like Zara. She is a defensive officer, but she's just a common, so she might not be good enough. 
Uh, TOS Spock for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, TOS Spock and uh, Carol. Maybe? Sure, those are all. Yeah, that, those <clears throat> are all possibilities. So, on the assumption that you're not using this officer offensively, right, for your offensive defense, I would say that the number one person you want on there is Harrison. Okay. And the reason is, is because, again, that first round, all your defensive platforms are going to fire, and he is greatly reducing their shield mitigation for that first round, and there is a pretty high likelihood that whoever's attacking doesn't get past that first round. All right, Harrison absolutely makes sense. And if I have Harrison on a crew of a defending ship, then it still affects the attacking officer, right? So that means all other ships in dock and all defensive platforms are all using Harrison's ability. Are we limiting this defense to just one ship, though? Just the Sarko? Like, not... See, me personally... In this situation, I'd have Sarko as the tank and uh, the um, like a survey behind it with... See, Harrison. that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, is that there would be a survey ship behind the Sarko that had my best defensive crew. Because that survey would obviously be the last one that gets through. But now, don't, don't forget, Karkin. We are still using some of our ships to defend our neighbor. Okay? Now, the, the where this piece comes into play really big time is not only for defending yourself when you're trying to fight off a neighbor, but maybe you're playing possum. So, Correct. So, so let's transition now. We can use the Sarko in a fifth dock, especially if we're using our other four ships, as Jayberg points out, if we're using our other ships to try to defend our neighbor. Let's transition now to your own defense, whether it be in base and raid interference or whether you have been attacked and you decide that you're going to play a little possum or 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 maybe you're just going to leave your shield down because really truthfully a good raider is going to know if you switched out your ships after you've been attacked so if i'm going to be in game or even away for a few minutes bubba joe and unshielded go ahead right or you're off doing pvp maybe there's a pvp event going on and your pvp ship is out doing pvp and you're unshielded you're susceptible to being you know being attacked so you may want to have just a defensive ship to prevent you from being cracked, okay. right? So there's there are other reasons why you may not be shielded. In any case, <clears throat> excuse me, in any scenario in which you are not shielded, then here comes a ship and crew lineup for you to keep in your base that will provide you the absolute most defense possible against big uh, against big mama or or uh, Bubba Joe's Pylum, for example. Okay? So, Bubba Joe, we got the Sarko. Give us, yep. give us your crew. You got Harrison. What else? Uh, so, there's, I, I've, been, I've been watching the chat. I'm, I'm home again, so I can watch the chat. I'm not driving. Uh, and so, you can see uh, there's a lot of people with suggestion, uh, suggesting Picard, Bev, uh, Harrison, or Pike Moreau Harrison to, to basically make Harrison 100% effective, right? So, that's obviously... Uh, a case but use a little intelligence just like just like uh dj said what what is the most likely and this is probably something not a lot of people are thinking about what is the most likely ship that's going to attack a sarcophagus first 
Well, it's going to be an interceptor. What's the most likely interceptor someone is going to bring against your ship? Sally. Right? So what about putting on Krell or Merrick? It's a Federation ship. Right. And how many shots does the Sarko get round one? Two. No. No, it's one. No. Wait, in round one? I don't know. What is it? Ten. <laughs> Wait, what? Sarko oh, Sarko! I thought you meant shots. the Sally. Jesus! No, I'm like, wait a Sarko second. Get, I'd use my Sarko Sally gets, for everything. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the Sarko gets ten shots in round one. Uh huh. So if you put Miracle Krell on there and you stack defense officers under deck and and other defense officers on the bridge, Chirana's also good. Snake Eyes. That's another good officer there because you reload. Uh, but ten shots uh. with a massive bonus to damage. That's you know, this ship you can't have- throw diddly poop for weapons. Let's look at the Sarko. Remember, guys, like it can only fight when it's in TC on a note. Bubba Joe, let's assume you got a tier four. Okay, that's not crazy high. Tier four. Your DPR is 1,600 before research. Okay, okay? that's nothing. So what- What's the tier? What's your tier of Krell or uh, or uh, Merrick that you want to assume for this assumption for this for this discussion? All right, let's. Assume- I'm assuming tier five, but let's say uh, we could assume a lower tier if you'd like. I'm fine with tier five. Go with tier five. Okay, so 500 percent of your defense. So let's say you what's what's a reasonable amount of defense you can put on your Sarko? Let's go with twenty five thousand. Okay, so 25,000. So 25,000 times 500% is what? 25,000 times 5. It's 125,000. Okay, so now you are doing 125,000 plus 1,000 every single shot the shark Sarko shoots. Ooh. So you're going for... And it gets 10 shots per round. 10 shots in round one. And now you've done 1.25 million damage off of this terrible ship. Hmm. Hmm. Now, you're 100% correct. A Sally is the, the most likely ship coming after you, right? People we've talked about before how you can crack any base with a Saladin because it's got the big gun coming in round one. You're a battleship. It's an interceptor. All of that makes sense, right? It's got you a actually ton of hull. cannot crack any base with a Saladin, but... Well, but they could re- they can spam it. No, there 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 are scenarios where it dies before it can shoot. Yeah, well, that's good. We're talking about defense, not offense today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying to the to the saying that Asadi well can people that, crack any. There base. are people that have made that claim that you can crack any base. So you're right, Ripper. There's some bases you cannot. But, but so anyway, so the point is, is that yes. As Sarko, by itself, not doing anything to it, has the capability of doing very limited damage. But you can use some intelligence and think about, well, what am I going to do here? What do I need to do here to enhance the damage? Now, you may get all the damage you need from your defense platforms, but if you're looking for some more damage, and again, with Harrison, whether he's on the Sarko or a miner behind it, you're going to do most of this damage directly to Hull, and even G4 ships are going to have a hard time taking that much damage directly to hold. 
It's actually super smart. Let's look at a couple of other officers who use statistical weapon damage bonuses. Because it seems like this is a little bit niche, Bubba, but you're absolutely right. And not the scenario that I had in mind. But I like that. Who are two other crews, two other officers that use statistical percentage-based weapons damage bonuses? Ash Tyler and Burning. TOS Kirk and Morale. Yuki, Krell, Yanag, Nal, or Lenart, Nal, Lenar. Okay. Any of your anti-faction officers? What's a brand new anti-faction officer, Baba Joe? Just Tomalock. came out. Tomalock. Oh my dear God, Tomalock's in the event store right now. He is. Hmm. I think Tom Locke's going to be a good officer. I didn't see it at first, Bubba Joe. You were the one that told me. You said, man, Tom Locke's mm-hmm. going to be good. By the way, have you guys uh, – I don't know if this has made its way around yet. Have you guys seen the Galron effect? Galron yeah. also yeah. in your event store. Running through a market and being shot at. Do I? Who's that? I have no idea who that was. Has anybody seen the screenshots focusing on – the Galron effect, who is also in your uh, in your uh, event store right now. Let me show you in the graphics room. Here's the Galron effect. Here's the before. Okay, looks like a pretty decisive loss, right? Like that sucks. That sucks. The corner got messed up. All right, now all the same stuff. Now, of course, these are on big ships, granted, but. There's ya, a tier three Gowron. Wait, was it three or four, Karkin? I don't remember. Maybe a four. I told you. Maybe a four. Might be a four. Nonetheless. You said four. Okay, four. Tier four. Tier four. Take a look at that, Bubba Joe. Tier four, rare officer. Kind of a big shift right there. Big old swing. Yep. In capability. Yep. I had a few questions Woo. about that one. Who attacked? Who was the defender? Who was like there was? Yeah, I mean I, I don't know all that. <laughs> I do not know. All right, it's Morrow's screenshot. Morrow's a gold patron in this channel. He can answer any and all questions that you've got. All right, he can tell you. Galron, real good. Okay, the anti-faction officers. Now let's talk about. Let's talk about TOS Spock, who is yeah. deceptively bad looking. Mm-hmm. He looks bad. He's a deceptively bad looking officer. Except, is he? Is he really? Maybe he's just super niche. All right. Maybe he's just super duper niche. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. I didn't think I was a huge fan. Let me show you this. Courtesy of Nuckin', 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 Nucker, Nucker. Hey, Nucker. Okay. Let's throw you this one in the graphics room. You guys tell me. Do you think that TOS Spock has an ability here? Bubba Joe, while I'm pasting these in, you want to give the audience the officer description 
of TOS Spock. So, uh, sure. Let me uh, let me go to uh, the game Sorry. real quick because throwing cause you I don't under the bus there. Memorized. No, no, no. I I don't have TOS Spock memorized, but you're right. He absolutely works for this purpose. Uh, when defending at the start of each round, TOS Spock restores shield health to an amount equal to 100% of the defensive officers on the ship. Okay, so, but that sounds eh, right? When defending, that's hard to do when you want to use him, right? You can't use it for armadas. You can't use it to attack someone like you can the original Spock. But what can you do with this? Well, get, that's his captain's ability. It works for every ship you have docked. It works for your all of your other docked ships because you are defending. But that's a captain's ability, right? Yeah. So in the screenshot that I showed you, he was using him as an officer. How would that happen? How can you make up six million ship power? I've always said TOS Spock, the TOS Spock had its. He was going to prove himself. Now, so I, w- I will say this. Is, I, I, his I, officer ability. Okay. Go, go, no, ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I will say this. Despite it being a six million difference in power, the crew on the, on the Valdor and the Coronar are absolutely hideously disgusting. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Anyway, continue with TOS Spock. So TOS Spock officer building reduces damage from critical hits by a percentage depending on tier because obviously the higher your tier the more the percentages uh when you when the ship has morale which obviously this person is using uh tos kirk to trigger morale as often as he can and if you can get the critical damage to be very small then they can trigger a critical and have no effect now or very little effect let's talk about criticals because there's a lot of misunderstanding about critical hit chance and critical hit damage. All right. Even in my own alliance last night, we had to have a conversation about this because people were misunderstanding Troy and her ability as related to Gala. Two totally different abilities. They do two totally different things. All right. Spock decreases critical hit damage of the opponent's ship. Now, I've got mine at tier two. It's 75%. That is not where I think he is super phenomenal, Karkin. All right? I don't think that he is, like, game awesomeness right there. But if I'm looking at TOS Spock and I see that at Tier 5, which, by the way, is super obtainable for a lot of you relatively quickly because he's in transporter patterns, at Tier 5, he's 150%. Now, anybody who's got a warship... Anybody who's got a warship in your dock right now, what was that noise? Anybody who's got a warship in dock right now, click on its ship properties. All right, go to your ship upgrade screen or your crewing screen or whatever. I'm going to do this on uh, a legionary. I had it loaded because I was doing my cloaking event. I'm going to come over here to attack, and I'm going to look at my critical damage percentage. My critical damage percentage on this legionary is 211%. That means, and we've talked about this, critical damage, critical hits, critical damage is a net multiplier in this game. So if I've got my critical damage bonus, I'm going to take my shot. When I score a crit, it's going to take that shot and multiply it 
by 2.11. I think right ripper we determined that the 1 plus did not work in this in this scenario because it was already a there was already a base, right? We're going to take the shot. So let's say I, say I throw yeah. a 1 million shot. All right. I've already got the 1 million shot. I'm going to take the 1 million shot. I'm going to multiply that by 2.11. No, no, no. It is a plus one because my bonus is going to be uh, the 2.11. So my final shot's going to end up being over 3 million, right? Yes. If no, my- you're not adding the critic damage. You're just changing. You're, you're multiplying it. You're right the first time. If you were going to break it down into adding the one in front, you'd remove 100% from the base and then do the calculation. But the game already does the all of your research and everything. You can watch that number go up. If you gain a research that gives you a crit per damage increase, you'll see that in, represented there. So this is not a critical damage bonus. It is the amount of actual critical damage. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, So yes. that everybody, everybody, if you have zero research and you're a level one account, your critical damage will be 100%. Correct, Karkin? Because I think you're right. I think it, the base starts a little higher. But yeah, 100% means no. when you do a crit, you're equal at your... Ripper, we, if you we had, did this once before when we were talking critical hitch. This number's a little bit weird. It's not if, the normal... You, it's not the norm. If your number there said 100% critical damage when you did a crit, you would just do even damage. Your crit wouldn't do any increase. I think he's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So if, if your I mean, crit damage you get says zero damage with reducing, you know, you know how. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. So <clears throat> if that's the case, then um, a one million. I really wanted to get Spock. A one million normal shot. A one million normal shot is going to become 2.1 million if my critical damage is 211%, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you. No joker. It's not 3.11. This is not a bonus. This is a final calculation field. Okay? It's a final calculation field. This is one of the most unique calculations we've always talked about how whole breach Critical damage, critical chance. These are very unique and net calculations. Okay? Divine says, if it crits. You're exactly right. If it crits. But what's the one of the more popular PvP-type officers that people are using to try and get critical hits now? Pan! Worf. Worf. What, Pan? (laughs) Hold on. Now, listen, you're using a speed crew in, in cases, right? You're using a speed crew. What does a speed crew do? Anybody? I, I never use a speed crew. A lot well, of people speed use speed crew. crew. There's, okay, there's a lot three of, different ones. Uh, I still use Pan. I still think Pan's the best one. Pan and Synergy. So you're talking about the self-hull breach. Right. Okay, self-hull breach. And if I have a hull breach, if I have a hull breach statistically it improves my opponent's chances at crit in some cases no crit damage crit. doesn't change their chance to crit it just increases their crit damage by 1.5 percent thank you that was your information no it's not 1.5 percent one point you... times 1.5 sorry 150 percent yeah it's 50 percent bonus Don't, stop it stop it it's 50 percent 50 it's not 50 percent okay <clears throat> so if you can do that, 
Then you got Spock that's that's bringing it back down. Now, that might not be the best scenario, but either way, still, if you crit with Spock on the side, and a lot of people are using Honor Guard Wharf, a lot of people using Khan, agreed, all those hits are becoming crits. Now, all of those shots, if my ship has 211% and Spock is reducing it by 50%, then that means, if he's using Khan, 100% of his shots eventually become half their un- their normal amount without a crit. So if my shot was 1 million without a crit, now it's only 500,000. You see? That's why I've been saying to us, Spock has hope still. Andar says that's right. No. Wait, I'm con- I'm you are confusing me. Oh, every single time we talk about critical stuff, you are confusing me. And I don't know why that happens. Because it's a very confusing thing. Cri- All right, so critical damage is a net multiplier. Three times better. It's a net multiplier. <laughs> We've said this a gazillion times. Okay, it's a it's a net yeah. multiplier. Now, if Spock, if if your critical damage is two hundred and eleven percent, let's use two hundred percent just to be easy math. If your critical damage is two hundred percent. And Spock reduces it by 150%. And then your enemy throws a crit at you. What is the damage of that shot, percentage-wise? It's very easy math. It's 50%. 50% of a normal shot, right? Because that's what we're doing. Percentage shots. Yes, if, my shot, the- if my shot was, was a million at normal, at base, like normal shot, Without any, without any crit, a million. But then my opponent crits. All right. Oh, sorry, I should say not my shot, his shot. If his shot was a million and he crits, that would go to two million. But if I have Spock, it drops to 500,000. It's half of a normal shot. That's what Spock does. He if reduces, you have a max Spock. Um, we, we established that as a baseline, yeah. tier five. Yeah, sure. Hundred and fifty percent to the damage to the critical damage is a reduction. So if you're using con, or sorry, rephrase, if your enemy is using con, that's right, blue. Maybe that's the best way I could just say. Okay, you just got Galed. All right, divine. Not no. only that, but I no. think that um, Spock's reduction in your it's not normal damage plus fifty percent. It's not normal. So that dam- you're actually. Karkin, wait, please. Yep. Divine, listen. It's not a normal shot, first of all. It's a critical shot. All right? And yes, you absolutely reduce normal damage. Okay? Because it's not a normal shot. It's a critical, and you can make a critical be less than a normal shot. That is the entire premise of how Gala works on MUDs. You literally take 20% of the shots, and you make them zero. All right, that is what Gala does, and Spock does it in PvP. It's a big deal. Okay? It's a big deal! Now, um, <clears throat> we started all this with defending yourself, defending your base. TOS Spock can be a big one. Now, if you are crewing a miner, if you're crewing a miner behind a Sarko, for example, I think I want to double up. I like Spock's captain's ability as well. All right. When defending, 
At the start of each turn, start of each round, TOS Spock restores shield health to an amount equal to 100% of the defensive officers on the ship in which he sits. So, do I want Spock in the captain's chair, Bubba Joe, with no underdeck? No, you need an underdeck. I'm going to try to stack this ship with as much defense as I can without sacrificing that of my PvP ship. Yep. All right. So even if I can get 15 or 20,000 stat points on defense under deck, then I'm going to get 20,000 points added back to shield of every defense platform and every other ship still alive in my base every single round. Now, can somebody tell me what happens with Kelvin Kirk and Kelvin Spock on a normal battle? Let's say you go and do an armada. Kirk, Spock, Khan. That's a, that's a normal one, right? Kirk, Spock, Khan. What happens even if yes. you die to that armada? Has anybody looked at a battle log? When you die in that armada, what happens? You die uh, you with 100% shield. The shield stays up. How is that even possible? Well, first of all, shield mitigation, 80-20. So even if your shields last infinitely, you are still getting uh, hull damage. All right. But <clears throat> you are increasing your shield beyond the original capability of that ship. You could finish that battle with 20 million shield in some cases. Right, Bubba Joe? Even though you're dead, you could still have a bunch of shield. So, if TOS Spock is restoring shield health to everything in the dock and one ship is coming and attacking, let's use the Enterprise, for example, all right, and you've got the sarcophagus and a meridian in base. That's all you've got in dock, okay? Okay. Because it's against the triangle, well, it doesn't even matter about the triangle, because the Sarko is the only warship, the Enterprise is going to hit it first. All right? TOS Spock is going to add shield to that ship, which hardly has any to begin with, which is why this is really nice. It's going to add shield to that ship every single round that that ship would survive. It's not going to survive very long. We only need it to last for a round or two. All right? In subsequent battles, every single time, let's say, Bubba Joe, that he finally gets around to beating the Sarko, right? He finally gets around to beating the Sarko, but you've got this miner on, on board, and uh, he survives an extra second or third round. Yep. Every speck of damage that he's doing to those shields is being restored, meaning literally he is only landing 20% of non-mitigated damage to the hull, and he will never get to 100% damage on the hull. Like, never. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Get to 100% damage on the hull, because Spock will continue to provide shield regen. It's the same exact thing on a Kirk Spock con build for an armada. But you do... You do need to put Spock in the captain's chair if you're going to do that. Who says, oh, 
Hmm? Oh, is that Ripper? Are you groaning or you want to argue? I'm. I. I no. I'm just not entirely convinced by um, that logic. But okay. Well, it's it's not a logic that needs to last very long. Like Bubba says, one or two rounds. Okay, it's about it. That's all you really need. All right, this TOS Spock is probably not as good as the original Kelvin Spock, truthfully, Bubba Joe. I mean, arguably, if you have a, sh a, a ship that shoots more than once per round, whatever Spock is restoring is likely gone after the first shot. But True, that's true. But it's eliminating one entire shot. No, it, it wouldn't, because the starting shield doesn't matter how much it is as long as there's one something there no that's what i'm it saying it's going to take one sh it's going to take 80 percent of one shot and and no. basically discard it in the second round yes the first round would be unchanged but okay do you th you think spock doesn't act in the first round no it does but if the you shield have one, you if get, you have one shield health, that eats the entire damage. That's literally what I just said, Ripper. 80% of that shot, because the 80-20 mitigation, even if you have one shield health point, yeah, but there's no it ship still in the takes away 80%. Yeah, but there's no ship in the game that starts with a zero shield. Doesn't need to. You're talking, you're talking on like the second or third round. If If... Let's say Bubba Joe comes yeah, in with his pilot. Yeah, I just said that first round would be entirely unchanged. Well, provided okay. provided that he that he can't get through the shields. Now, maybe he can. Let's say in a pylum, he could. He's got seven shots, so that's possible. All right. I mean, you get you get like what a hundred percent? Maybe like thirty thousand shields. I was gonna say let's not let's not use a pylum. Let's use a ship that fires three shots or two shots like an enterprise or an auger right two or three shots now it's a big deal maybe that's not as much of a big deal against the pylum because it's got seven shots but against an off a, a ship that only shows one or two shots that's a big deal what does the enterprise throw in round two anybody firing pattern on an enterprise in round two is it four shots? All right, so I still don't like that example. What about an auger? Round two. <clears throat> I see what Ripper's saying, and what he's pointing out to you guys is absolutely correct. If you've got shield regen, or even if you just got shield left, maybe it's not a regen procedure at all. It's just shield health points. If you have even one point, it will take 80% of that shot. Even if Provided it means the, the, the attacker doesn't use something like Harrison, though. But, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Pro right. Not TOS Uhura, no Harrison. Okay. If you're following the normal 80 20, doesn't even matter. What if it, what if it was 20 80? What if it was 86 24? Doesn't matter. Okay. It will take the entire amount of damage that is designated for shield and toss it. Okay. Because it still goes against shield. If you got one shield health point, then it will take the entire amount of shield mitigation that it was supposed to. So, again, and I see what Chick is saying. This doesn't help you defend your buddy's base, but I think we moved past that anyway. We're now defending your base. Okay? The yeah, ships I'm, that you I'm, need to I'm have just, in. I'm just saying that using Spog as a captain in base defense, in my, in my 
personal opinion doesn't provide great benefit at all. But, you know, that's just me. I mean, I guess that depends. How many ships you got in dock, it may provide a big benefit. And mm. also depends on who you're no, going up against and what protect, ship they're using. Ship shoots on one shoots on the ship until it dies. On a single one, single target until it dies, and then moves on to the next target. So the amount of ships in the dock is really not that relevant. Um, again, unless, I mean, man, you're 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 coming at this from a forty nine perspective, okay. If you're a level 39 and someone's coming at your base with a pylum, it matters. Like, there's no way it doesn't matter. Bubba Joe, can your pylum one-shot a level 39 base? Yeah, actually, I think it can. Karthak, can that Coronar one-shot you with five ships and good crew? Yes. Ragsnar, what about you? Yes. Okay. Yes, it matters. TOS Spock is yeah, probably. I don't know how you yeah, say not, it doesn't matter. You're not convinced it does. Yes. I'm a mathematically 100% convinced that it does. <laughs> I mean, you might still lose, but you're still going to last longer. You're still providing better defense than you would with Mbenga in the captain's chair. Okay? It helps. Maybe it's not invincible. But I mean, it absolutely helps. You are delaying the amount of time it takes for those shots to land hull. Okay. Uh, Dastardly says we should YouTube stream test this. We could. <laughs> we could. I've got the officer. We can do it. Somebody on my server want to come at me with a pylon? We'll do it. No big mamas allowed. All right. Now. Back to Bubba's original you know, point. Also, DJ, I wasn't, I wasn't, my, my thought process wasn't in the context of a level 49 base. Just, just to, to be clear here. So, um, okay, let's spend like one or two more minutes so, on this. Cause, cause Ripper, Ripper, I have, I have always lived by the mantra not to doubt the rip. I just don't, I don't understand this mathematical perspective here. So Ripper, I want you to explain it. Try to do it in layman's terms. Cause I, I'm not hearing what you're saying. How does it not matter? Because I do want the perspective. If I'm wrong, then let's put it out there. And 99% of the time when I'm arguing against Ripper, I'm wrong. <laughs> All right? So I, I'm, I'm okay to no, say I, that. So, so no, no. I'm, I'm, but explain so, it. So it, it's, I think the difference is not enough to make it worth it using TOS Spock as a captain in your own base defense. I, I'm, I, I'm personally convinced there are better options to use. Are you presuming that you're just using one ship, though? What if you put this on the on the, on a horizon, or on on a, on, a, on an envoy? Like, what what if what if this is? I mean, obviously, maybe it's not your primary one, but maybe you're operating under the assumption you've only got I'm, one. I'm personally convinced you should you should go for for maximum damage in your own base defense instead of own for survival, survivability because whatever shield you get from TOS Spock is very very likely in in almost all cases going to be gone by a single shot and that is f he, he adds for one round he adds, right? and, he adds and every round that usually doesn't last for many rounds well that's true he, he, but he adds every round that and and if it's a larger ship it will go a couple of rounds it's still not going to be more than 3 or 4 rounds Probably tops. Probably it, probably it, two or three. I'm I'm, I'm going to argue it's going to last for 
what you're going to last longer is maybe like half a round. At best. Okay. It is a good idea to test. I like it. So, Ripper, what yeah, do you that's use? Just, that's just my, my thinking, but you know. So what are you going to use? If you're going to defend your base, that's what we're talking about, base defense, who you go crew with? All the damage boosts that I can that I can put on ships against whatever ship I, you know, all the faction damage boosts. Harrison, maximum crit for, for early rounds, first round, all the things that I can throw at it. So you like Curon, you're going to use Harrison, Make Krell, it die as fast Merrick. as possible. What's that? Ideally before it can shoot. Okay. Bubba, you concur? I do. Okay. So no TOS Spock for you either. I'm, I, I clearly lost this one. No, no TOS Spock. <laughs> so, I mean, he is an option, but I don't think he's – I mean, he, and this is what he's best best for. I just don't think he's the best. So, we, so we're so we going back to January when we say that this officer is still poo-poo. Again, my, my opinion is there are better options to use than TOS Spock. Don't forget what we just learned about his officer ability. Maybe his captain's ability is a little less. I mean, I'm, I'm talking specifically about the captain ability at this time, right? Well, okay, and now multiply that over a few ships. Like, say maybe you have... Well, no, I, I yeah, see what he's I'd saying. It's only it. one round, maybe two. So but for each ship that it has to go through, might make a big difference allowing your station guns to do the no, work. No, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna increase the entire combat for the entire station for everything by maybe one round. You really think it's only one? I mean, it, it, let's pretend you had five ships in dock. You really think it's only going to slow Bubba, John, Bubba Joe's pile him down by one round? I yeah, mm. yeah, we're to give so, at least the. Each maybe one, one round. round. I mean, it depends. It could also be that you could just get one shot either way in the same time. Might be a, a net gain of zero. Hmm. Well, now, Tycon, I don't. We we say that Eurydice restores shield. So does T. Uh, so does Kelvin Spock restore shield. I think we've established that those are able to exceed their original parameters. Uh, so I'm I, I'm not worried about restore versus add. Okay. It's just it, it's just for for the majority of people. It's just not. It's in the context of the sh the shield that ships already have. It's just not going to be a lot. Now, what I will what I will say is, if you're going to be rated by someone of an equivalent level of ship, so if you're a thirty nine being rated by a trying to be cracked by a jelly or an enterprise or something, yeah, I think Spock's going to be relevant. But I think in the scenario you're, you were talking about. Where you're a 39 being hit by a pylum, I I completely agree with Ripper. So if someone is trying to punch down into you, Spock isn't going to be as effective as if you were trying to defend against a similarly powered ship. Cool. If Bubba's using Wesley. You don't stand a chance. Oh, That's right. Wesley Crusher's still <laughs> broken. All right. Uh, listen, we've got some really interesting material for you to go out and test. One thing that we've always prided ourselves on the show is that we can give you information, but then it's up to you to like go out and use it to test and verify. Trust, but verify, Bubba Joe. Um, we're going to have to do this, but you should do it yourself. 
All right, you should get out there Again. and test this out and see how it works for you. Have somebody come and uh, and smack on that base a little bit with this ship and see how it goes. All right. Yeah, I mean, was just pure opinion based on on how I think think it will play out. I haven't tested it or. Neither have I, which is probably either. why I'm wrong. I'm usually wrong about these things, Bubba. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Listen, I'm still the guy that's still chasing a Tier 5 data. All right? Don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm still doing it. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take our final break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to give like three minutes wrap-up. Last comments on base defense, rating defense, plus breaking news. A new Picard-Beverly auction announcement has been made for this coming weekend and uh so those of you who missed out on the last one or didn't want to didn't want to do that you're gonna have an opportunity to pick up a few more picard shards this coming weekend uh that is coming uh this saturday and sunday oh my god it's not picard ripper ripper hey what i wasn't listening tos kirk and tos uhura bubba joe what have we yeah. just what? been talking about? Oh, boy. <coughs> I'm getting all choked up over here. This Saturday and Sunday, TOS Kirk, TOS Uhura, and Event Store Currency bundled together in a material spend SLB. Wow. Uh, what a nice little revisit. This is material spend, Joker. Material spin. Hal says pass. I don't know, man. I'm really digging TOS Kirk and TOS Uhura. And um, I still have TOS Uhura. No, wait. I think I do have her max. Do I have her max or is she tier four? I'm going to have to check. I don't know that I would do it for just a TOS Kirk. I was but going for, for Spock, so I didn't max Uhura. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of people blew a lot last weekend. So maybe, Bubba Joe, just yet again. A little bit of diversification and players who did blow it last weekend uh, are going to have to sit this one out, allowing new players to take places in a leaderboard for a wonderful pair of PvP officers, Bubba Joe, coming up. Also, don't think about this. Or, I mean, do think about this. What about players who joined this summer for TNG? I don't have this officer at all. They missed the event yep. store. They missed the arc. Okay? So... You snooze, you lose. They weren't here, Mark. Jeez, God, he's so mean. <laughs> weren't even in the game yet. All right, uh, so that's coming up well, this weekend. Well, they should have thought better. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah no, you should have joined the game six months ago, you loser. Jeez. All right. Yeah, um, what are you waiting for? We got to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to try Vita's bot. We're going to see if it actually gives us a winner this time. He says that it will. Plus, I think I've got maybe one or two more quick announcements and a poem to read, Bubba Joe. The show announcement indicates that I do, in fact, have an ode to Turf Wars, and I would like to read to you today a community submission regarding their love for Turf Wars. It's coming up right after this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. You're tuned in to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Grease's Peanut Butter Cups. Delicious chocolate candies filled with Crisco shortening. Adele has canceled her Las Vegas concerts. And now thousands of sadness junkies are scrambling to find something that upsets them just as much as her songs. How am I going to spontaneously burst into tears in the middle of a great day? The Vegas Tragedy Tour will have you rolling in the deep end of the depression pool at places where things ended terribly for mobsters. Oh! 
Not bummed out yet? Sing along with a stoned Elvis impersonator who lives in his car on Fremont Street. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> and if that's not sad enough, the pawn shops are literally a hop, skip, and a jump away. Hey, hi, I- I'd like to sell my prosthetic leg. I, I owe the casino big money. Don't keep chasing pavements. Set fire to the rain with the Vegas Tragedy Tour and go out on a high note. This is so depressing. It's like Adele was right here with me. Welcome back, everybody. Good evening. I like this one. Bastille and Pompeii. Good evening, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome back into Talking Trek Live. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I know, Anita. I love this one. (laughs) Wham's like, wait a second, who that? It's Bastille. I think I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure I am, but I do like, you don't know this song? It's a great song. But again, I was feeling very alt-rocky today. That was, that was where it came from, Bubba Joe. I was feeling super emo rock today. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's what we got. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome. It's good. It's good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Welcome back to the show. This is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Uh, wrapping up our just our last closing minutes here. We're going to give away a prize here in just a moment, Bubba Joe. Uh, final thoughts on raid defense. I feel like we probably didn't even get to everything. There's a lot more that you can do. But uh, let's give it like one or two minutes here real, real quick. Bubba Joe, anything that you think we missed or anything you need to wrap up with on raid defense, be it your own base or a buddy's. All right. Actually, I feel like we spent most of that time on your own base, but maybe not. I don't know. It might just be because that was the most recent thing we did. We spent a lot of time talking about Rialtas too. Uh, Go ahead. What do you got? So I think that the most important thing is we talked about, uh, you know, Rialtas being a way to both offensively and defensively protect a base. We talked about um, how to protect your, how to leave a ship defending your own base. All of these tips are extremely situational, right? If your server has an overabundance of D4s and not a lot of sallies, well, then you should change your strategy a little bit. If you, uh, you know, if you uh, are, you know, if people don't understand the Rialta thing and you could really use the Rialta, maybe that's, but understand what's being happening on your server and understand what options are available. I think the most important thing is understand the options that are available to you and how you can use damage officers, shield officers, speed officers to get the best use for whatever raid defense you're trying to perform. And that applies to basically everything in the game. But that's my, I think the big takeaway is we've offered you a lot of different strategies to consider. And I think the the most important thing is understand, the, be, have situational awareness of what you have going on on your server and in that specific raid to know exactly how you should defend the situation. Or just boot and loot him. That's good too. Boot and that loot. works too. Boot and loot. 
Boot and loot. Okay, um, so TOS Kirk, TOS Uhura coming up this weekend. Material spend solo leaderboard. Uh, they're going to sprinkle in some event store currency in there for you as well. Maybe you want to chase that, Bubba Joe. Uh, we've also talked about the event uh, guide calendar. We've got an Armada hunt that's scheduled to pick up tomorrow. Ticketed events also scheduled for tomorrow. Um, also tomorrow, the Romulan PvP event. We had the Klingon PvP solo leaderboard. We got a Romulan PvP solo leaderboard coming up tomorrow as well. Going to be a very busy Thursday. Friday begins the Recruit Bial Meta, along with more ticketed events. Uh, Saturday, Arbiter of Succession, Disappearing Act, Starfleet Academy Part 2, and your last set of ticketed events, a very busy Saturday, creeping into Sunday, where you will have a redonkulously busy Recruit Biel Armadas run, okay? Uh, running Sunday into Monday. So, uh, now, good news is that uh, that last event day, January 30th, which is, in fact, the Sunday going into Monday, Bubba Joe, that is the only SMS scheduled for that day. You will still be able to finish up Disappearing Act and Starfleet Academy, as well as Arbiter of Succession. But, guys, I'm going to recommend maybe on Saturday you try to knock that stuff out because you're going to be pretty busy with Armadas on Sunday for Biel. Don't forget, just shy of 600,000 loot with 100% participation even inside your ticketed events, even if you use leftover tickets and paid tickets. Uh, nice, nice spot to, to be in there, okay? Um, but uh, overall, not too awful. Shabby. Uh, let me see here. Were we going to try to we're gonna try to do a prize giveaway? All right. Do you want to try to do a prize giveaway? Do you want to actually try to play a game? I've got a f no, I probably shouldn't. It's 542. Probably just need you, to wrap up. I was going to say, probably. do you have time? <laughs> no, not really. I got to pick up Oliver by six, which means I got to leave here in the next three minutes. You think we can do it? <laughs> uh, we'll have to do a game some other time. Do a game some other time. Yeah, I'm really kind of getting away from the game. I'm bored. I really want to bring a winner. I want to bring back Gee, Battleship. No, we do games now. I, I I'll do a winner. We do games. We do games. <laughs> Joker, I like it. Joker says, uh, okay, and now for the final fail of the show, ladies and gentlemen, let's see if Vita's bot can come to life. Contest pick. Ah, it worked! Congratulations, Chaos! Yeah. Alright, congratulations, Chaos. Shoot me a PM. You're a winner today. We'll hook you up with something out of the stash. And thank you, Vita, for all your work on our bot. Ladies and gentlemen, visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com. It's TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can go to find access to our YouTube channel. You can find our Discord links. You can find our downloadable links where Jesse's calendar is, and we got some other tools and stuff on there. It's a great place. You can also find a link for our patrons program. I want to invite you real quick now to join our patrons program. I want to thank the players who financially contribute $5 or more per month towards keeping this show on. The lights and the heat. By the way, I got heat, Bubba Joe. There's heat and electricity. Can't you tell I can't? I'm feeling better. I can't see my breath. Everything is good in here. All right, we finally got electricity back. And uh, it's, because, it's because... More frostbite. I know, no more frostbite. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank the, uh, the gold patrons who have financially contributed to the success and longevity of this show. Thank you, Gregor. Stevens Aaron, Dark Lord, Chuck's Grunt, Hank, Big Country, I Beglin, Bankman, Scott. Oh, I said Big Country's name. That makes me so sad. He's still giving. He's still donating. Uh, Scott, Fukum, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jaybird, Cobra, DJ Gert, Red 2, and Honey, Dunk, Bojack, 8th. 
Jonathan Ingram, Tabby Moser, Regis, Lady Gaz, JC, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, Morpheus, Cam Coulter, Jetski, Wingnut, Z-Man, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names, Rock, Rackstar, Striker, B-Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indy Dandy, Quack Foo, Kingo, Commander Taylor, Maztec, uh, Damodarks, Blue Mandalorian, The Professor, Chronic Break, uh, Spock the Avenger, The Agar, Medic 213, Stony Dude, Fucking Parts, Bubba Joe, Crazy Bob, Rude Dude, Arian, Judge Crane, Galen, Splatsu, Eden, Sentinel, Looter, Conair, Irish Jack, Vinius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, Lugga, Sub Commander, This Fella, Captain Jack, Dr. Link, Captain Tribble, Highway Empire, Velvet Thunder, Your Mom, Right Turn Clyde, Royal Power, Scarlet Hawk, Young Ducat, Lorenzo, Seven of Nine, Lube, Cha Cha Roar, A Fox, Midhead, Bills Mafia, E Rock, Clueless One, Warren, Hugs and Cuddles, Gator, Evil Dragonfly, Shady Pines, Gopher, Counselor, Q Iron Chef, Yusuke, Nothing Better, Fistful, Jedi, Q Tip, Louis B, Andy, Hopes, Hammerhead, Captain Oblivious, Auto Obsession, G Force, Bake Llama, Razahound, Bonetta, E, I Kill You, JT10, Garrett, Cavacor, Baminkas, Baba, uh, Incoat, Harry Selson, Beaver, Beaver, Dragon, LA Ravager, Captain Steven, Synchronicity, Barracuda, Prime, Sand Coffin, Admiral Poops a lot is on this list, Bubba Joe. That's terrible. Thoughts and prayers for him and his entire family. Prime, Sand Coffin, Zuzu, Tosh, Stormbringer, Anisius, Liam, Tigora, Ransusi, Colby, Flanagan, Shane, Smoke, Mohawk, Cruzito, NC, Super Jesse, Wolfhammer, Timster, Arius, uh, Black Widow, Everywhere It Matters, Welch, Morrow, Florian, Mike, Inworlder, and Kobayashi. Our Nitro Boosters and Hani, Benjamin, Tupper, D. Lyle, Stevens, Aaron, Captain Mark, Dragon, Arian, Goofy Names, Rock, Mad Dog, Wicked Witch, and TJ. Thank you for supporting Talking Trek. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person. Say meow for now. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the next installment of Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Bye, everybody.